The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Back everybody to another episode of Bench with Bubba, episode five thirty six. Got a special guest tonight. It's been in the making for a while. Got to meet this fine, fine gentleman in Arizona this past year, and I got met with a hug, a blindsided hug. It was amazing. He is a great fantasy friend on the internet. Now met in person. You can find him on Twitter at w garofalo two and work at pitcherlist.com. Big Will Garofalo, how we doing, my friend? Bubba, great to see you. Thank you for having me. It's an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this in a big, big way. I told Mendy I was very uh, angry with him because I pride myself in getting first-timers on the show, and he went and swooped in underneath me. But, hey, cool. I kind of, you know, I, I they're, they're my boys, Triple Play Fantasy. So it's cool, but it's good to have you on the show, even through the last couple of weeks of my stupid weather and everything else. Um, it's, it's good to have you here, my friend. But uh before we get popping, uh, I told people where they can find you on the Twitter. What do you got going on these days? Yeah, uh, working over at Pitcher List, uh, getting back into that culture, that system. Uh, love those guys and girls over there. They're awesome. Um, work, we're working on uh, top prospects right now over there, the Dynasty team. So we're doing one team one day all of January. So we've ran through about 11 teams. So. Every day you can go over and check out one of our uh, writers are putting out their new work. And uh, I'll probably have a couple more of those coming out. I had the Diamondbacks top 15 come out, lead us off. And, uh, yeah, man, it's great to talk to you. Last week we were supposed to, but uh, lightning took you out. And I heard on the podcast what you were dealing with. That, uh, that's dicey, man. Just, yes, uh, it was. Just landmines over there, just human waste. <laughs> I mean, I, I felt for you. I was listening to you this morning. It was like, wow, he had to go through it. Yeah. 
it was fun. It was a whole different world, as they say in, uh, in some of the Disney movies. It was a whole new world out here in this house. And uh, things are better now. Things are good. She's potty trained. Uh, there's power in the house. We, we, we've conquered two things since the last time we were supposed to talk. Um, to know Will. That's, that's, what I, that's part of the fun I wonder because I got to know Will. But I don't think enough people get to know Will, the fantasy player, like they should because he's a very good fantasy player, very savvy. Probably more savvy than me once I got to know him and his awesome father at first for Arizona. Pops was amazing. Like he's a great dude. Um, But let's get to know you. How long have you been playing fantasy baseball? Yeah, so I I counted back. This will be my 17th season I've been playing. So all the way back to, yeah, 2007. I just love drafting, putting together a team. So like uh, Hanley Ramirez, Dustin Pedroia, those dudes, pool holes. and honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna commit. I'm gonna admit a sin. Confession is I just drafted those teams and didn't even run them. Like those were just free <laughs> leagues on ESPN, Yahoo, and I was just like, I just want to keep drafting, keep drafting, get a different draft position. And uh, so yeah, I've been playing a long time, all all different formats. Uh, learned a lot playing this 30 team. Uh, that essentially just mirrored MLB, all the rules, all the rosters, all the way down, Dominican Summer League. Uh, so learned a lot about the player pool there, contracts, um, all that. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm in a 24-team draft and hold right now because, you know, some people like to ride roller coasters. I like to do 24-team draft and hold. I mean, it's going to be like 12, 1,200 players off the board. So don't ask me my draft plan after a thousand, huh? That's just crazy. That's that's how you hundred percent know you just love the draft because like you're in a thirty team, and I've actually done a league. I actually am in still a dynasty like that. It's not yeah. thirty teams though, but we've like everyone's on the board, even college kids. You got a salary like the MLB, and you got to like hold mm-hmm. to it and all this stuff. But um, that thirty teams is deep. But a 24-team draft and hold, that's 50 rounds, as you say, and 24 teams, two catchers. Do the math, that's yeah. 48 catchers. They ain't 48 catchers in baseball playing regularly, folks. And that's why at first Will tweeted out the other day about you know a certain catcher going and like, wouldn't Varsho or JTR go like like pick five or six or something? And so I was like, what are Adley, they? Adley went pick 18th overall. Yeah, I was like, I was like I what are we got Var- doing? I actually got a Real Muto in the second round. So that sounds pretty good that. in that deal. I was pick at 32. Yeah. That's not that's kind of where he's going in some yeah. drafts right now. So that's yeah. that's pretty normal. Like what so I, st- so I started with Freeman and, and Real Muto. So I figure if I can get some stolen bases from positions that don't typically have stolen bases, that will kind of open up my options as a draft goes on. Because it I mean, we're like pick 350 right now. It's dicey already. Yeah. No. So you know, I'm like pick, you know, four, it's like the 14th round. It's like, this is ridiculous. Have you done this before? Or is this the first time doing the 2014er? It's the first time I've done this. Uh, guys like uh, Lucas Beery yeah, and Lucas. Uh, Graham have done done this last year. They got me into this. So it's on fan tracks. Um, but yeah, like, you know, you got to pick your spots, right? Because even five outfielders too, times 24 <sighs> is ridiculous. So trying to thread that needle, bats have just been going crazy. Uh, so it's kind of just get whatever bats you can. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going to need you to delete that shortstop episode, uh, Bubba and the Bat Flip, because you guys are talking about my targets and everything. Luckily, I already drafted Stott, so we're in the clear there. But, like, man, 
that's that's tough. You guys are talking about all the good guys, Willie Adamas. I mean, I can't get I'm enough. In love, I'm in love with Willie, as you can tell by listening to the show. But in my voice, like that's my dog, yep. and I will yep. keep going to battle for Willie Adamas. Um, yep. I so, yeah, I knew I had to bring him up to you to get you hyped. I mean, it only took me five six minutes. <laughs> love me some Willie. Uh, and, and, and <laughs> you know, th- any, anytime you get a giant like Thyro Estrada involved, we're we're good to go, oh, but um, don't don't talk yeah. to me about him. I, I made a crucial decision that I might regret. I don't know. Oh, well, he was elaborate. he was on my board. He was on my board, and I went Clay Holmes instead because Holmes just dropped like a rock. And I said it's time to take him, and Estrada went pick after. Ooh, so those always ooh. different. Those always hit yeah. different. But saves in a twenty-four team draft and hold of. That's pretty clutch. I'd imagine if he fell the way he fell, because he he should yeah, like be the pick dude. Like one ninety or two hundred two or something like that. Yeah, that's so not bad. He, he fell. Bad it, he fell all. a good bit. Closers were yeah. were falling like uh, per NFBC AP drafting holes. They were falling like thirty picks after, but that was like sixty, eighty, ninety. Like so. We'll I wonder see. if you, we'll see, I wonder if they're falling like that because out of twenty four teams, like. The amount of saves he needs a lot less than you would in exactly. a, say, a 12 team. So they're not quote unquote as vital as they'd be in a different league. They're still important, obviously. It's still a category, yeah. but not the same way type thing. So makes I sense. definitely think that's part of it. And you only got, you know, you have to really pick your spots, right? So it's almost like that just kind of gets pushed down a little bit. Yeah. Get your guaranteed at bats and kind of worry about saves later. <laughs> See yeah. where it goes. Yeah. That'd be a, that's a slow draft, too, I'm assuming, right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. So good we'll see guy. how long that's we'll see how long that goes. Yeah, well, pitchers and catchers report in a, about a month, so you got that going for you. Um, yeah, twenty fourteen draft and hold that is bonkers to me. Um, you, you you obviously like dynasties as you're as you're in a thirty team league. You you like to draft. Period. Yeah. That's that's very clear yeah. here. But there's there's all kinds of formats. What's your go to format? What's your bread and butter format? Well, probably fifteen teamer. Uh, you know, draft and hold because I feel like I have a good grasp of the uh, player pool deep and uh, mid game. You know, I think a lot of people get tired around round 10, round 15. So that's you can really make them hay in those rounds. Um, but you know, I really pride myself on not being too attached to one format. I feel like you kind of hone in on one format, then that can hurt you if you want to take your game to another park. So I try to just uh, really focus on player evaluation and how I feel about the player and then kind of just make that adjustment in terms of what format. Because uh, now Dynasty League's a lot of playing uh, OBP. So mm-hmm. that obviously changes the game if you're going over to, you know, NFBC and playing a draft and hold or main event. Uh, you got to keep in mind that average. So, um, but yeah, 15 teams is, is what I like. Um but yeah, a format. I mean, we, we can go gladiator style if you want. That's cool with me. Well, my three that gladiator teams are already screwed because I have Trevor Story on all three of them, so I can get shoot those to the moon right now. I right out the gate. Like you know, they say diversify. Bob, well, I uh, yeah, I already shot that one to the moon. So no! that's one hundred. We gotta fire another one up. There's no more left. They're done. Are they not doing a second season? Or that's no, it? they need they they need the draft. To, they need the DCs to fill. Because no mm-hmm. one was playing DCs when they could do gladiators, pretty much, which I get. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, no, I, I get to wait. maybe there was maybe there was second round gladiators. I don't know. I tried to start that rumor, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't. It, they didn't hold water unless somehow draft and hold start going crazy. I guess. But right now, there's that rumor's not existing. It sounds like. Okay. Um, I see. Hey, that's yeah, tough. So, that's tough news. Hey, moment yeah. of silence for your gladiator teams. 
Yeah, they're gone. It's gone. Like I was not entertained, as Russell Crowe would ask. Not entertained. <laughs> it's it's over, over before it started. You um, never know. Maybe you'll catch some luck. Yeah, you never because everyone's gonna have injuries, so you never know. But losing your stud, Trevor Story, that, that's that's a, that's, that's a gut punch. That's a gut punch. So we'll see how that one plays out. Uh, when you were in Arizona, you did an auction. Was it uh, AL only or NL only? It was no, wasn't it, was, it an only league? No, it was complete. Oh, okay. I couldn't remember. Yeah. I remember you were you were um, busting it out in the auction room during the live draft session on Saturday, and um, you seem to be honed in on a, a couple of things. So you, have, you see, you have the auctions, you like snake drafts. If you had to pick one, would you prefer an auction over a snake, or would you prefer? Yeah, auction for sure. I think you just get so much more flexibility with building your team. Um, it seems so much more common with the snake draft because you can do it slow, or you. I mean, they're just so much quicker, right? But if I have it my way, let's do a live auction. I'm there all day. Yeah. No laptops. No lap. Also, see, that's what I think you were in your draft or you were doing something else. Is uh, after I helped, I uh, was with Greg Jewett and I was kind of helping run the um, best ball draft for an FEC. Yeah. And then it ended pretty quickly. Those guys busted through the first 27 rounds or whatever we did. Um, so I went over to where Bloom was drafting and I totally just skipped on the name of it. It's a long time league. They've done forever. And it's just his yeah, first the, year. And it, the XFL. XFL, yeah. So yeah. it was Bloom's first year. He's doing it with DVR. Like uh, a bunch of guys were in there. And I yeah. sat down in there. It's the same thing. They have one sheet of paper that they're given yeah. prior to, like one color pen, one highlighter. It is wild. Wild. Yeah, I like what that. Old school. Yeah. It was the hard. Power went just... out and we're still drafting. Yep. It was nuts. I'm sitting, <laughs> I'm sitting, I'm sitting there just watching it going. Wow, this is what it used to be like. This is how it used to go because now everyone's got like a computer and an iPad, like everything going on, and mm-hmm. gets to be a bit much at times. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I wanted to be in that. I was at the auction for my for my draft because uh, that went like five hours. So fatigue set in for everyone, and I got Kenley Jansen for a dollar. That so is that pretty worked, darn good. That worked out, and that I think I have Lars Newtbar for a dollar too. Which wow, is, you just took it. Took advantage of the whole league. You just, right. just and there was a cardinal fan wrong. in there. I don't know well, what, like what was car- going on. That's like a cardinal sin. Uh, I'm saying. Yeah. You said it, not Rough. me. I know, I know. That's what I'm here for. I'm here for the bad yeah. dad jokes. I'll be, I'll be here all there night. You don't don't you, you worry go. about me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for you. So you started writing for Pitcher List here recently, and I know you yeah. you mentioned you you wrote before, but. What's it like getting your uh, back into the writing world, into the uh, production of content world? Uh, how's that going for you? Yeah, no, it's great. Uh, just being, trying to be more into the industry and answering questions, trying to give value back. I feel like I've gotten a lot of value, you know, over the last couple of years, specifically being more into podcasts and into Twitter and all that. Uh, and, it, you know, I really started in Arizona at first pitch. I was just, you know, meeting everybody. I was like, man, you know, these guys and girls are even nicer in person than they are online. And this industry is like, you know, feels like I fit in. You know, I felt accepted and I hadn't met, you know, basically anyone uh, in person. So I was like, you know, like, what am I waiting for on chasing a passion of like, you know, baseball is obviously a passion in playing this game that we all really enjoy and talk about and write about and think about all the time. Uh, so, yeah, that kind of pushed it. And Pitcherless, you know, meeting Nick in Arizona and talking with him, having written there in 2019, 20, and 
than just needing to step away because of life and you know how it can get it just you know I feel like almost if you know you got stuff going on sometimes it can seep into the writing if you're not able to get that escape so I was like this 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 isn't working right now um so meeting Nick in Arizona was a big step Chris Clegg coming over I mean that guy is just a dog like he's just a workhorse I don't know how he does it you know he's starting a uh, sub stack now so go check that out if you haven't um so he's finding time in the day that not a lot of people are he doesn't sleep or something I don't know what's going on with guy but uh him coming over there and talking with them, it was just a, a good fit to go work uh, with them on the Dynasty content and try to, you know, push that forward. Because I think we could add more Dynasty content to the industry overall. Yeah, everyone's looking for it. It's thirsty. Like in the uh, Gaining the Edge Discord that we have now, everyone's asking Dynasty questions. They all want their prospect stuff. Like there's tons yeah. of content out there. There's so many great prospect guys. You mentioned Clay, there's Cross, there's James Anderson, there's Welsh. Uh, so yeah. on and so forth. Tons of them. Tons of them. Hitters, they're all, all really them. good. Yep. Um, and yeah. they all like. And the beauty is because there's so many minor league systems that they all have like an area of expertise almost outside of just mm-hmm. being like overall guys. Like certain guys kind of focus in certain regions where they live, and are really really good at that. So um, yeah. yeah, there's tons of it out there. And it's a growing world. Like you said, you like to do dynasties. I know Lucas. Uh, he loves to yeah. do dynasties, um, and, and there's Shout a ton of people that do. So yeah, yeah. for sure. And that's the uh, thing is everyone sees the game differently too, right? Mm-hmm. So like you can not only everyone having their own expertise with the team, but also like what they see in players. So you can pick and choose different analysts or prospect evaluators. So like how they see this or, you know, they see that or vice versa. So, yep. um, you know, you can, you can add a lot of different stuff to the, to the pot and make a difference too, if you want. 100%. That's why it's kind of fun with uh, – well, it is fun, not kind of fun with your guys' series at Pitcher List right now where you guys are doing a, a different team a day. And it's basically a different analyst almost every single day. So you're yeah. getting a different voice behind the look at prospects. Like I know they're doing a whole team, but every, like you said, everyone's got their own style. Everyone's got their own voice. Yeah. Everyone's got their own thing. So it's a cool way to kind of bring it all together. Uh, so that, that, that's fun in that regard. Who's the next team you're doing that you are doing? Uh, I think I – be taken on the Oakland Athletics. How about that? Oh, lucky you! I'll bear, lucky I'll bear that you. cross. Lucky yeah. you, man. Yeah, Talk you know about saying, the Chris, short don't worry. No, 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 no. I they got some guys do. in there. No, I know they have, they have a couple. They have a couple. Yeah, yep. yeah. Oh, it's not fun. flashy. Let's put it that way. They still like their uh, quantity over quality. It appears. Yep. Yes. Yes. But they it seems do, like either. sometimes. Sometimes, like, uh, I don't want to say more times than not, but they get usually maybe one one average to above average big leaguer out of those deals. Yeah, that's kind of what they're shooting for. They're kind of hoping, like, yeah. let's let's get as many as we can and hope we can get a handful of guys that can just perform. Because if you kind of – if you shoot that, that area, you don't have to, like, just make sure the one guy crushes. You can kind of hope yeah. somewhere out of this, like, you get your Mike Piazza of the world that, you know, 58th round or whatever he was draft pick yeah like ruiz is an interesting player right now like what to do with him because you think of if the story ruiz is going to get a bunch of playing time you know how much does he really need to put the bat you know on the ball to make an impact i'm starting to buy into him i'll tell you that much at his adp i think it's going to creep up because i think once you know more of the heavy hitters start to draft here his adp will continue to go up but i took him recently i think it was in either my last 50 or in my uh the on the wire draft i did one of the two uh yeah i, just, I think he'll do just enough to get on base enough and that's all it's going to take for him to steal like crazy so Man, um, he's they have no reason right not now. to play him 
Yeah, he's, he's moving. His min is two twenty one already. Yeah, he's so, moving. He's moving. Yeah. Decisions will have to be made. That's just exactly, will have, will I was, have to be made. I was just about to say that exactly. Yeah, he's to me like I think I said I can't remember what show I said it on now, but he feels like a younger, flashier Malik Smith right now, and I'm hoping I'm wrong because that means he's not going to be that good. <laughs> so let's hope, let's hope for more there. But yeah, yeah. We'll, see. we'll see. It's um, tough. Let's talk about I mean, I kind of hinted at them earlier, Mindy and company, little cheesecake, mm-hmm. my boy, little cheese. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you know, Mindy's brother, who I call Mindy's brother out of respect because he beat me and swindled me out of a game. So I'm I'm, I'm bitter about that still to this day. Um what there? You swindled you out of a game? Oh, because I wouldn't I think I've been on the show three times now, and there's always the game at the end of the show, and mm-hmm. I won the first two. So he kept talking trash and in a fun way because I love to talk trash. Like anybody knows me, like I'm, I'm on. And um, he made a point to uh, make this game like ridiculous, like ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. I lost. The third time you came on. Yeah, yeah, because he, he yeah. was talking trash. Like we can't let Bubba win again, blah, blah, blah. Oh, he made sure I didn't win. I'll tell you that much. It was uh, not even close. Not even freaking close. Like, um, yeah. But so, yeah, uh, we got we got words. But those are my boys. So what was it like? That was You'll like never your first... forget that. No, I won't. And I already told him. I said, Let me know when, I want... <laughs> when you want me back on, I'll create the game. And then we'll have some fun with that. But um... It's been crickets since, huh? Uh-huh. Crickets. Crickets yeah. is what it is. They're probably That'll... lifting weights no, somewhere, they... and they can't hear me. That's just a... the clang hey, of the he... metal. He can't run forever. And neither can I. So I'll just wait. <laughs> so we're good. Yeah. Um, no, that was, a, was... that was a great time going, going on there. Uh, actually – Made a couple gentlemen's bets with uh, uh, Mindy's brother. I guess if we're gonna keep that up, but uh, he, you know he was talking. He was talking all big and bad with. Uh, he had the Cardinals and was pumping up Goldschmidt, Arenado, and pushing down uh, Corey Seager and Austin Riley. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know if this is the year to be betting against Corey Seager. Uh, so we'll see about that. But, uh, yeah, man, it was fun just podcasting. It kind of gives me that game day vibe. It's kind of like, you know, you get a little butterflies in your stomach, a little anticipation of, like, you know, it's almost time to get on the air. And then you get into it, and it's just fun. It's, you know, talking ball with people that really enjoy it. And that's what Arizona is. I mean, I don't know how it is for other people, but, like, I don't have a ton of friends that, like, love breaking down baseball like this, like, like in my, you know, town, in my city. Yeah uh so you know to go to a place where everyone is just like dude i love ball and let's talk about players let's talk about strategy let's talk about roster construction all that like it's a great time so podcasting feels like an extension of that so it's like let's just keep doing more of that but my dms are open that's what i always tell people like before we get on the show let's remember in the end doesn't matter how deep you want to go on a subject or you don't. It's just two dudes or two girls or two guys and a gal or whatever talking yes. baseball. That's all we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're just talking baseball. Mm-hmm. So it's all fun and we all know what we're doing. And it's a great time. So 100% with you on that. Uh, you are a drafter. You love to draft, obviously. Oh, yeah. How's, 20, how's 2023 draft season going for you? Because you, you seem like you're in a couple drafts at all times. Like you, You're almost lecturing me like a couple of weeks ago that you have to get. I have to get more drafts. So mm-hmm. what, what are you up to, my friend? I don't know. I had to pump the brakes there because I was feeling like it was, you know, mid-February the way I was drafting about a month, month and a half ago. So I had to pump the brakes for a couple weeks and take a little break and just collect myself. Uh, 
because it was a runaway train. But yeah, you know, I like the best balls because that, you know, doesn't lock me to the desk, uh, you know, a couple times a week during the summer, which, you know, can be difficult on vacations or, you know, work's going on or whatever. It's just like, man, I got 10 teams to do fab for and set lineups and, oh, this guy's out, you know, at 3 p.m. before the 4 p.m. game. You know, what are we going to do now? So searching through all your teams, you know, so try to keep that in mind and get some best balls going. I talked to Derek Rhodes at first pitch, finally got to meet him, shout him, shout out him. Awesome dude. Awesome, uh, he dude. just like, yeah, he's like, I'm chilling in the summer. Like my wife loves it. I'm like, yeah. wow, you know, you, you might have it figured out here. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, uh, so I try to stay, keep that in mind, but I, I love the in-season management and the, you know, the six month marathon and the, you know, the different pop-up guys and trying to get the next Spencer Strider. Um, so, you know, I got like, I think I've done eight best balls. Um, got one going on right now. Um, and then a couple draft and holds, the one I mentioned, and then did a couple gladiators, the one you guys put on. Um, yeah, I mean, there's still like what two and a half months. We still got some time, brother. We still got some time in uh, drafting. Like, there's what, still what's a lot the, of time. What, what's the end game for you? Like, like, are, are you have like a list of drafts you're going to make sure you finish before it's all said and done do you have like nfbc leagues you know you're going to do do you have other yeah. leagues you like what's your plan yeah i think a couple 50s for sure just just because i think i mean i i'll be honest i like the way the team looks when you do 12 team 50 you know just to kind of get that field expand the you know it's kind of it's kind of interesting you say you want to expand your knowledge of the player pool but I'm doing a 2014 draft and hold. So it's definitely not that. Um, so yeah. it's more of just like practicing those decisions, right? Like being on the clock. And like, I've thought a lot about drafting, just like the psychology to it. And like, you know, what's the best route to take? And to me, it really boils down to like, you have a plan going in theoretically. And then every pick you're up, are you sticking with that plan or are you adjusting to what's happened in the draft that you couldn't have foreseen before the draft? Yep. And it's, to me, that's what the whole draft boils down to. That's your decision every time. Yep. And so I, it's probably the answer is a blend of it, right? A blend of sticking with what you got, but you also have to adjust because you want to take value um, at certain points, but you also don't want to, you know, catch a falling knife if a guy's dropping for a reason. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's tough in that in that scenario. But a couple fifth, you know, a couple more DCs, um, you know, main event, I don't know, maybe, you know, that maybe, maybe. a co a, a co co-owner or something like that. I don't know. That's that's a discussion for a different day. I haven't crossed that bridge yet. Um yeah. but yeah, de definitely a, a handful of more drafts. You know, I have a couple dynasty leagues and those are pretty involved in season because you I mean, as much as you want to be right, if you if you want to just run your team, that's fine. But I, I like to be active on the waiver wire and I like to make trades throughout the whole season if I can. So uh, that takes time. Um, so, you know, try to be aware of not taking on too much. But, yeah, obviously love drafting. So if we got two and a half more months, that's what, 10 more weeks or yeah. 10 weeks? Yep. So, man, that's a, that's a lot of runway. That's a lot of runway, you my might, friend. Like, you might have to hold me back. I think even Denzel, after a couple bottles of booze, could could land that plane still. So I think I think we're good on that one. There you go. Um, 
There yeah, we go. got some we got some ideas because we also I know you were tweeting about it. And I had a podcast on Monday. Got some underdog coming up too, so we got some. Oh, fun. those are yeah. quick. I'm, those are quick. I meant to bring mm-hmm. that up. I need to look oh, into that. Money. So that's that's just a live situation, right? One night situation. They, they like, have slow. They have slow. Okay. Yeah, eight hour slow dress, but the lives are funny. Thirty seconds, dude. It's twenty rounds. You can bang those things out. Like I wasn't even kidding when I was telling them for like football and stuff. I'd literally be sitting on the couch watching like a baseball game, pretty much. And yeah. I would, throw, I would like, oh, let's do a best ball football draft. Boom, boom, just on my phone, like you just knock them out. Um, so they're awesome for those that are new to Underdog. Promo code GTE for a hundred percent deposit match up to a hundred dollars. So check that out. But um, nailed yeah. it. Yeah, it's, I'm a pro. What can I say? No, um, Come on, no. it's a uh, it's it's a it's a lot of fun, man. It's a lot of fun. So I hope we're gonna do some live ones on a uh, bench with Bubba for some underdog action. So we'll get some people yeah. on that and uh, where it goes. Um, I'm you've sure done you a bunch of drafts. <laughs> I knew it wasn't gonna be hard. <laughs> um, you've done a bunch of drafts. You've done different formats, different sizes, like the you name it. You've done it. Just like rough idea. What region of the draft do you prefer for if you're doing a KDS? For those that don't know, Kentucky Derby style, where you try to pick your 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 draft area, draft spot you like. Do you like the front, the middle, the back? What do you see you like so far? Yeah, so I usually always like the middle. Uh, just I, I prefer to be in the middle of runs if they do happen. Rather, than if you're on an end, you really have to project with those two picks. Um, so prefer that. But this year. And, you know, most years it's nice to be in the front. I like that elite talent. So I think my my priority would be pick four because I think there's a clear five, like some people have talked about this year. And I think having that pick of that fourth guy, you know, fourth or fifth guy um, is what I like. And then you you have a little bit of comeback. And then I'll be honest, I, I'm tough on the end. So, like, if I'm four, if you're one, two, and three – I'm definitely looking at who you need and I'm not going to like, you know, make a pick over what I need. But if I'm teeing up that I need a shortstop and there's only two in my tier and I see three guys need a shortstop, I'm probably taking a shortstop before I let them have their choice. I'm glad, I'm glad you said it. Cause I, I've seen some conversations. I've mentioned it before, like being at the ends, you have to kind of read how the draft's going. You have to take chances. You have to kind of throw ADP out the window, which you should almost do anyways, but use it as a guide, not as a, an absolute but um mm-hmm. some people were talking about how like, they don't care what other teams are doing but like really like you just said if it, you know there's three shortstops and these teams need it like why wouldn't you use that to your advantage um there, there's yeah. definitely ways to utilize that kind of stuff they're not end all be alls but there's definitely like i know if i'm waiting on catchers if i don't go with an early catcher i'm always paying attention to how many teams have catchers like i'm because that's one of those like hey if there's only a yeah. couple I, I can wait a little longer i can do this why, why waste like every round that you can hold off on taking a catcher if you waited that long is beneficial. So like that's just yeah. one example. There's many examples to that, but that's a, that's an easy one. Um, yeah. I'm with you. I've, I've kind of found the middle to the end being the happier spot for me. Um, mm-hmm. Like if I could be like between eight and ten, I think I'm kind of happy there. But uh, we'll we'll wait and see as the ADP keeps changing. But early on, that's the way it's been. And speaking of early on, you've been doing early drafts. Have you enjoyed the bargains that are uh, slowly, slowly disappearing? Yeah, they're they're just about gone now. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's all right. You know, like I got uh, I got Javier like pick one hundred five in September. Hey, people, so. r- real quick, I, I got I got to stop for a second. So Will comes in to uh, <laughs> Will comes into uh, to FPAS. I can't remember who was talking about Javier, 
and he knows I, he loves him. He knows I'm a big Javier fan, and he goes, "This isn't helping us." Like whoever, like this isn't helping us at all. And then I, I think he told me where he went in your or how much he went for in your auction or something. And then literally like a week or two later, his ADP started climbing, and he sent me a, or no, uh, Verlander signed elsewhere. So like locked Javier into the uh, into the rotation. And you DM me and goes, "Well, there goes that." <laughs> Well, it was also we we're in we we're in Arizona, and he had that start with everyone watching. In oh the, yeah, that's what it was also yeah, yeah he had that postseason yeah. start. So he, was like, he was nasty, and he cherry on it, and I was just like DMing you like this guy is. I mean, that's just gone, and it's it's a really a bummer because I guess I feel like so we're watching the games right as they conclude in September, and as September's closing, like I'm really trying to close out my teams, but also. You know, if I got time or whatever, I'm thinking like, okay, what guys do I want for next year? And I'm identifying Javier and Strider, and it's just like those guys would be great to have. And it's just like, if you want to have them now, that's your one and two. So, yep. you know, yeah, it was, it you got really, nice. You got to really believe. Yeah, it was nice when you had the very early draft and you could get Javier as a three, maybe four if you got lucky, but at least a three. Like you, but like you said, now he's a one or a two, and. In some drafts, if you really wait, he's your number one. And as much as yeah. I love Javier, would you be cool with him as your number one? Well, he's my number one in the 24 teamer. So Oh, that's different. <laughs> it's different. But no, I yeah. No, I I mean yeah, at that point, I don't know. Like I I wanna believe that the innings are gonna be there. You know, to we haven't seen it yet, though, right? So that has to be into consideration, but it should be there. But also, if you're the Astros and you have six or seven guys, are you skipping them at some point, like in the summer, just to make sure he's fresh for the postseason? Like, I don't know. So, I don't, yeah, that's my that's maybe why if he's my SP1, if I've waited that long, like, um, I mean, because Castillo's right there. Yeah, Luis Castillo. Back. I gotta, I gotta take Luis Castillo over him, 100%. over Javier. So, 100%. That's and gonna... and Gosman as well. And, yeah, how uh, Gosman like still if... goes so late is mind boggling. He's going up though. So many people are talking about him. He's in so many top tens. People are starting to top post their top tens. Bloomfield, and this is partly uh, your fault. I hope you're listening right now, Mister. Well, just, just let, let me, 10. let me, let me cut you off for a second. Uh, <laughs> Thursday nights, Thursday nights, Bub and the Bloom work. We're going head to head with both our top twelve SPs, so that gets yeah. we're gonna really blow this thing out. Don't you worry about it. Are you serious? All right. Well, yeah. you you make sure my feelings are felt. I hope he's listening to this right oh, now. Oh, he will. Just, he will. He yeah, will be listening. Yeah, to this. I know. Big smile on his face right now. Yeah, I see you, Bloomfield, jacking up that ADP. Yep. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know that 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 pocket of of starting pitching is awesome, and like we're gonna. talk about later Corbin Carroll that makes it tough to be like do I go Corbin Carroll here or am I adding to my pitching rotation or am I starting my pitching rotation you know if you want a couple bats early or a closer um, that's tough yeah it's real tough let's talk about a couple other ADP guys that I had towards the end of the outline but we'll move them up here before yeah. we jump into D-backs and whatnot since we hit on Javier um, I, I just named a couple guys that have either changed jobs or they've been kind of highly talked about so far. Obviously, there's many, many more, but we'll sit on a couple guys here. Uh, Bryce Terang, I just want to get your thoughts because you being a dynasty guy, a prospect guy, you know, there's there's discussion like when Colton Wong got traded, they like, oh, they did this because they have Bryce Terang and they trust him to be their guy. And it's still not 100% set in stone, but like we kind of see what he could be if he gets the job and he's moving up ADPs since the trade. 
what's your thoughts on Terang and Milwaukee potentially getting that gig? And is he worth that ADP? Yeah, <clears throat> it does sound like he he'll part he'll probably have the job. I mean, he's good enough defensively to, to play second base, no doubt about it. Uh, my question is, how good will the bat be? You know, do we really even want those stats? Um, his profile, like prospect reports and stuff, kind of the book on him is that offensively he profiles about like uh, J.P. Crawford. So I don't know how much value that's going to give you. I mean, he might be um, contributing slightly across the board. Um, but he's shooting up ADPs. Like, he's one of the biggest risers. Um, you know, pick 400 still around there. That's not too bad. Um but I'm probably passing on him. I don't. I don't think the bat is going to play well enough to be worth it. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering because the price tag is intriguing. But I don't know. As a non-prospect guy, I want to get your two cents on that one. Uh, like let's I, talk. Like uh, I would take. I would take Enrique Hernandez, who's going after him. Um, you know, I guess after is kind of is not great. So not maybe pretty. he is kind of going. In, maybe he is going in the right spot right now around. Pick I take Christian. I take Christian but, Arroyo over Bryce Durang. Yeah, I Give can see that Arroyo. for sure. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, I think we're bet we're betting on what the bat being decent and that he can contribute some stolen bases. Um, he, he's probably a slightly above runner, so maybe there's something there. But all right, let's go to Tampa Bay here and talk about their most expensive free agent signing in years, which says a lot about Tampa Bay. Yeah, and that is Zach Eflin, who like we all kind of liked when he was like the number three or four in Philadelphia as a guy you could draft late and kind of give shots to. Now he's one of the, like those hyped up pitchers it seems like on the planet since he signed because oh Tampa Bay fixes everybody, which they do a lot. I'm not gonna say they don't, but like it's still Zach Eflin in my mind. So how high is too high? I don't know. Got an ADP around 300, and that's obviously jumped a bunch since he signed in Tampa Bay. So are you in on this ADP 300, Zach Eflin, or are you still, like, pumping the brakes? Because I've seen both sides of the argument from very smart people on this. So what's your thoughts on it? Yeah, so, <clears throat> you know, he, he does have problems with his knees. He has come out and said he's 100%, whatever that means. Uh, also came out and said that he really likes how the Rays have been able to manage their starting pitches to stay healthy, but – Glass now has been hurt. McClanahan's been hurt. Baz has been hurt. So, so I, I'm not sure, you know, if that narrative is lining up. Um, but the skills seem to be there, and you know, I think there's worse teams on than the Rays. The Rays seem like they know what they're doing. They obviously went out and picked this guy that they wanted, Zach Eflin, on their team, giving him 40 million. I mean, they don't, they don't dole out that kind of cash. So I'm intrigued for sure. I actually took him in this 24 team or at pick 320. Um, you know, he limited hard contact, which is really nice. I love that. The curveball is really good. Added a cutter last year, so that looks nice. You would think that the Rays are going to work with him on his pitch mix to optimize it. Uh, I see there could be like a mold of a Drew Rasmussen. So if I'm getting Drew Rasmussen at 300, 320, you know, maybe that's not exactly him, but that's about, you know, 150 picks later, 140. That that could be interesting. Uh, so I'm intrigued. You know, I don't know, do the Rays baby him? You know, is he a five-inning guy? And they just say, you know, we want to make sure we get you through the season. That's possible. But I could see a, you know, a sub-four, sub, 
you know, one, one, five, uh, whip. So, you know, on the Rays team that should contribute to wins. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued. Yeah. yeah that's the argument I've heard from very smart people. So that's why I'm kind of like, huh, this, the price keeps going up, but it is the Rays. So if we believe in what the Rays do, it is quite intriguing. Uh, let's go to a dude I love. His ADP's climbed up a bit, but I have a lot of early shares. And that's William Contreras, the brother to Wilson Contreras. And I already said I, I bet I'd take William over Wilson this year. I already said that on a podcast earlier. So go ahead and fight me if you guys want out there. That's um, big. Yeah, I'm just a b- big, big believer on what William's doing, going to Milwaukee. But this is for you to give your story because I've professed my love many times. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Milwaukee Brewers fan this year. You've heard my Willie Adamas love. They got my dogs. Got yeah. Rowdy. How can I not like Rowdy Tillis? Come on, let's go. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a team I'm a fan of. But Williams got an ADP of around 124, which to me, I thought it'd be higher than that by now, to be totally honest. He's gone as high as 102 in the last three weeks. So he, that seems like I'm where I figured he'd end up. But what's your take on William Contreras? Yeah. Because some people think I'm crazy, but uh, I'm, I'm cool with that. So you you like him around a hundred? You like him about twenty picks higher he's than like, where he's, he's at he's, right he's, now? He's between like my fourth and fifth catcher off the board right now. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I don't know if I'm that <laughs> high on him, but I'm definitely like really close with you. Like, I mean, dude hits absolute rockets. I mean, hundred or one fifteen point two max EV last year. I mean, you know, dude hits the you know, hits rockets. So I'm on it for sure. I don't think that there's a lot of, you know, barrier to entry on the lineup. I think he's going to play every day, maybe even some DH a little bit. Um, you know, I think the Brewers got a steal. I was surprised that this move happened. and But I, I don't know. I don't think he should be going any higher. I think probably right around 120 is solid. I mean, maybe if he wants to jump up on some of these pitchers, I could see that. Um, yeah. You know what the what the naysayers will say is that he's not a good catcher, uh, and what I say with that is that is, you know the Brewers might have something with this you know able to fix or adjust pitch framing and, and help with defensive catchers because you think about they had uh, Narvaez who came in they fixed him or improved his defense at least yes Money Grandal got really good with them. And then listen to James Anderson today on uh, his recent pod. He brought up Jonathan LeCroy as well. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a good deep call too. So I think that there, I mean, this is a young dude, like not to say that, you know, they can completely fix him. It's not a lock for sure, but I think it's definitely some consideration. So I'm all in on him. I like where he's going. I, I definitely would take him ahead of Sean Murphy. I'm not sure if I'm taking him over his brother, though. That's tough. That's 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 one of those, like, like, you know, I've done this long enough. I have to do bold predictions every year, and there's one for everybody. Like, I gave you a sneak peek yeah. in December on this one. Yeah, so, like, I, I definitely like yeah. him over Stevenson. Like, so, yeah. you know, I think I think he's going good. I, I like him. He's a big bat. Yeah, I'm really curious, and this is where it gets real ballsy, is if he gets the playing time. I think him and Salvi could be fun, William and Salvi, because they both have similar batting averages. It just comes down to who it's more bombs, to me. Yeah. Um, and and tech, and I think Milwaukee's the better overall lineup than Kansas City, so it gets quite interesting, quite interesting. But I don't think everybody wants my catcher loves on a podcast for the twelve thousandth time right I mean, now. What's Christian Yelich's deal, though, I mean, what who is that fan. guy? I, well, he is, is who guy? he is. 
You know who he, he is? doesn't he's hit a, homers anymore. He's a 15 to 20. Uh, I'll bring up the sheet. This I mentioned this on uh, one or two blooms ago, and we were talking about something, and I started looking at his profile while Bloom was talking, and it yeah. stuck out like a sore thumb that what he's done the last two seasons is what he did in, in his good seasons in Miami before he started hitting bombs in Milwaukee. Like his his um, 20, 21, 22, like the quality of contact he was making, the barrels, the hard hits, all that stuff, basically mimicked his uh, like 2016, 2017 when he was still a very good hitter. He just might not yeah. steal as many bases, but he still stole 19 bags last year. So if you're thinking like a 15-15 with upside to get maybe 20-20, Hit 250-ish, that's who Christian Yelich is to me. And the one bright side, I will say, last year, all things considered, he had his career second best 117.2 max EV. So yeah. he was still he was still and hitting the ball hard. A lot on the ground. Yeah. Still. Should be a lot of runs still, too. But I just – I'm still – I, I got to get over that. I'm still sad. I miss the old Christian Yelich. You yeah. know what I mean? We're not getting that the one straight back. Straight from I don't the old Christian Yelich. You yeah. know, the, the dog. The one that broke the, his back. The one that broke his back. That, that's <laughs> that Christian MVP. Yelich. We, we ain't getting that one. Yeah, we ain't getting that one back. Um, You ain't getting that. You ain't getting Cody Bellinger, folks. So I just I hate to break everybody. Out for that. Yep. No, no out. more of those. Questions, huh? This guy or nope. this guy? <laughs> nope. Thank God. Thank God. It's almost as bad as MJ versus LeBron. Like we don't have to do any of that anymore. Um, I think I think Lars Newbar is taking their spot just all by himself. All by himself. He's in a world of his own. It's unbelievable. Like you you mentioned on the sheet here, it's uh it's pretty wild because well, I looked on the sheet and I looked at uh, ADP around him. You asked how, how high is too high for Lars Newport right now because the hype is the hype trade is in full force. There's no man do not it denying is that. Rolling. There are no like, more seats on the bandwagon. No, it's full. People it's over. It's over for right now. There, there's a waiting list. A waiting list. Take a number. We'll get to you in a minute. It's like a New York delicatessen right now. Um, would so you is take he rising New- up? That's what I'm saying. We're gonna play a game here. Uh, right. Newbar or Bellinger? I'll take Newbar. Newbar or Oscar Gonzalez? I'll take Newbar. Newbar or Brandon That's closer, Nimmo? though. Yeah, I like Oscar Gonzalez. Newbar mm. or Nimmo? Man, you're asking uh-huh. me how I, I'll take I'll take a Newbar still. Newbar or Mitch Hanniger? Yeah, see, that's I think I don't know. See, like I think I'd probably take Newbar over Bader. That's why I say Bader. So he's it's at least almost twenty to twenty five more spots. That's where I was going with like, this. Like I'm it, definitely I'm definitely not taking him over Ian Hap. No. What and about like not, Stanton, not over Renfro? What about Renfro, Chris Bryant? Like, I'm just I don't know. I, Chris Bryant, like he could be one of those guys that's just like big time bounce back. But to me, like a nagging injury, and you play at altitude and then you go travel and your your body has to fluctuate to me that's just difficult to nurse injuries to rehab all that like I, he was out like all year last year pretty much yep. so to me it's just like i can see the upside but at that pick to me the draft capital is just too valuable that i can't spend it on him Yep, that's what's crazy. That's why. So, like to your the initial question, it looks like he probably goes another twenty five to thirty picks higher potentially. That's crazy. Uh, so, like in a fifteen team league, that's two rounds. Because, like, if if Mitch Hanniger, I think, was in a better park, 
then he would be an easy like Hanager over at Newbar because we still don't know if Newbar is a full time guy. No, we, we don't. still we, we don't know we that, assume. and we're acting like we do. Yep. Yep. So he's that he's that guy what, this year. That's what has me. But I love I love the stories. I love the narratives. The dude is a workhorse. It seems like really dedicated towards trying to improve his game. I love all that. I mean, those those are the guys that I like to bet on, right? Yeah, for sure. So. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be fun. It's going to be a, a lot of we were right or a lot of oh shits uh, yeah, on, on the see. Twitter. So we'll have to yeah, wait we'll and see. see. A couple more things here. It looks like officially third time's a charm. Uh, I had many more jokes on Twitter to tweet. Um, I did not tweet them. I kept them to myself because I've learned to refrain from certain things on Twitter. But Carlos Correa, the one I did tweet was, he realized leaving his current lover that the grass was not greener on the other side and came back to Minnesota after getting uh, not the deals he wanted at two other places. Um, so Correa's back in Minnesota. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I hope it doesn't ruin my Nick Gordon love. Yeah, no doubt. No so, doubt. you know, stay away from his playing time. Um you know, it's 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 good for I think the supporting cast, right? Like if Buxton can stay healthy, that's another guy who can contribute. Um, you know, I, Correa is that guy that seems like people used to really really love, and now they almost hate. So he like in those gladiators. I think I got him in both gladiators because he was like the last shortstop, and people are taking up Rosario ahead of him. And I can see if you need the stolen bases, but I like to build with multiple stolen bases. So I'm trying to already have stolen bases so I can take a Correa there. Um, so, yeah, you know, the park isn't great, but um, stay away from Nick Gordon. It looks like roster yeah. re- resource still has Nick Gordon DH. And I mean, I think that'll probably switch around. Gordon's a better defender yeah. than some of those guys that have. I put, put um, Max Kepler at DH or something. They're saying like he's a door. Really? They're they're really? saying he's out the door to uh, Pablo for Pablo Lopez. Miami. That's not a bad he, trade if you can pull that off. That's the rumors. That's the. Rumors. That's a good trade. Yeah. If they Minnesota that should hammer that exception. Yes, like kick, like we'll kicking pay, a kicking a sweetener and get out of town. Yeah, tell him we'll 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 pay for the overnight if you want. Like we'll make this happen. Don't don't you worry about it. Um, that should be a done deal. So, like, deal. it's interesting. So, the interesting thing you think about Correa, I think it will help our obviously the overall team, right? So, does that add a little bit more value to like whoever's saving games? And I think that that's an interesting thought. Like, I don't know how much Duran they showed. Do they really want to go to him? I think they like him in a fireman eight eighth inning role, and then that's Lopez. I think Lopez is a ninth inning guy. But yeah, it's a great point. Like, do they give Lopez the job back because he's struggled so much? Duran just he's so good. Like, yeah. yeah. And and we know Baldelli loves the fireman. We know he does. Yeah, I just so. I just think that the philosophy has changed now that they want their best guy flexible. They don't yep. they don't want him locked in. You know, some some managers do, some teams still do, but it seems like if, if a team has demonstrated like like Seattle, right? Like I, I would love Munoz to get the job. Yep. But to me, they've demonstrated that they're gonna go committee, they're gonna go matchup base. We need strikeouts right now in the ninth, eighth inning. It's Munoz time. But you know, not to say Seawall doesn't strike guys out, but you get not what like, I'm saying. Not, not like Munoz, yeah. Exactly. So I just I, I I get 
I have caution when we start saying, okay, Duran's the best guy, so he is gonna he needs to be drafted higher, which maybe he should be, but also I think there's value maybe with Lopez sitting there. Uh, but maybe not. Point. Maybe Lopez is terrible like he was and all his, he left his magic in Charm City in Baltimore and yep. you know, doesn't have it in Minnesota. How about that for a dad joke? There you um, go. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Very proud of you. Let's go. Yeah. It only took him 50 yeah. minutes, folks, and he's a, really a part of the I, show now. Hey, I slipped one in earlier. I just didn't want to say it out loud. It's not as fun if you have to point it out. Trust me, because I have to do it all the time because people look at me like I'm an idiot. Um, yeah. Well, you'll you'll listen back. You'll hear it. You'll laugh. Oh, there it was. Well, like this one. I tweeted this out uh, when uh, Trevor Story had surgery. I said, so this is a real Boston horror story. Um, and no one, no one commented on that one because it was that bad. But uh, Trevor Story, they're saying four to six months. Now they're saying they don't really expect him back this season. There's conflicting reports. Regardless, it does not sound good. He basically got the uh, non-Tommy John version of repairing the UCL with the brace. It's a shorter time frame potentially because like Tommy John's about a year. It's kind of half the time, but it's not the full surgery. It's kind of a fixer-upper. Um, so what are they doing? Because like I said on the show last night, like call Elvis Andrus now. Like, why is yeah. he not in a Boston uniform? This makes too much sense to me. Let keep Enrique in center field. Don't bring him to the infield. Let let Arroyo play second. Like, stop screwing this up. I did see a, a thing out there that a Boston beat reporter said they're reaching out to the Royals about Alberto Mondesi, which honestly, don't hate it. Don't hate it because yeah. he's going to be cheap. So uh, what do you think they, they should or are going to do? Yeah, well, I, th- I think you nailed it. I, I put it down that I thought Andres would be the, the right call. I mean, he's just hanging out there. Um, sounds like Miguel Rojas went to L.A. tonight. Uh, yes, that's to a Dodgers. big – I like that so move for he, them a lot. So he's off the board, which th- that's a whole nother discussion. I mean, I, do the Dodgers hate Miguel Vargas? I'm not sure. That's but what it feels like. I hope – I'm, it kind of feels starting to feel like that a little bit, Bubba. And I, that's yep. people going to be upset on Twitter. People going to be upset. Um, it's but, okay. Gavin, um, Gavin Lux isn't that good. So Vargas will get his chance. Don't worry about it. There you go. So I heard that maybe Nick Ahmed, too, to Boston uh, from Arizona. Um, so, you know, I think it's not going to be pretty, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Mondesi would probably be your best option as, as like a flash play. Uh, but but what is Boston doing in general? I mean, I don't think anyone's really sure. No, no, no one has a clue. Boston doesn't have a clue. At least they got uh, at least they got um, Devers locked up. Good for them. Yeah. They got that going for them. Uh, one other thing here is the A's. They went and signed Shintaro Fujinama. Fujinami. Sorry, Fujinami. That's not my first language, of course. Um, and that was a kind of surprise that they got into the mix out of all teams. Like the A's got right. into the mix on this one. Um, he's supposed to schedule into the back end of the rotation. It's still an ugly rotation, my friend. What are you what are you thinking about this move? The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. I mean, it's surprising for sure because it seemed like they already had a collection of guys to go at. Uh, our guy Vlad Sedler put out a good tweet today talking about you know how many A's rotation members there potentially is, and there's like nine by this count here. You know they're going to move AJ Puck into the rotation, so you know maybe their their plan is we're going to let these guys see how they do in spring, and a couple are going to go into the you know bullpen as swing men, or you know I saw somebody maybe mention uh, Fujinama might be a back end rotation or back end bullpen type, you know, shorten him up because his control can kind of fluctuate at times. So maybe try to shorten those outings and just let the velocity play up a little bit. Um, you know, that's the thing about spring, right? Is like a lot of us are not a lot of us, but I think some people talk about there's nothing to be learned in spring. And I think that there's a ton to be learned in spring. Like maybe the oh, yeah. numbers don't, don't specifically matter, but like jobs are one in spring. So I think sometimes, the, you know, the listener, whoever hears, oh, don't look at the numbers and they think, OK, well, I don't need to pay attention to spring. And it's like, well, there's actually a lot to be learned. Um, so that's why maybe they that's just. Why yeah, go. that's why as hard as the time was, I give Curland out there. His uh, spring training stuff is pretty darn good about telling you about job yeah. and losing potentially. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it matters. So, you know, you look at the rotation. I think Cole Irvin has a spot. I think, you know, that's fair to say. I think if Paul Blackburn, I mean, it was like a finger at the end of the year, and I think yeah. they just shut him down. He should be fine. I think he has a spot. Um, it Then then we start going to, like, what are the A's going to do? And, yeah, like, yeah. what would I do? Or, mm-hmm. you know, so, like, I would let Waldachuk get a rotation spot. I'd let Kyle Muller get a rotation spot. Yep. And then, you know, if you want to give Caprillion, you know, the fifth spot or you want let J.P. Sears, um, I think he's still kind of nasty. I mean, he had some real bad blowups at the end of last year that hurt some people. Um, but he's, I mean, real inexpensive right now in the draft room. So, uh, A.J. Puck, I mean, just, I don't know. Why is he not just the high leverage guy, eighth inning I said make him the closer forever. He's and, so nasty. Andrew Miller, like, let him just be yep. Andrew Miller and nasty. Like, yep. but maybe, I don't know. You know, who knows? Then they'd have to pay him, then, Will. Then they'd have to pay him. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's just not, that's not in not the baseball. program. That's not yep. in the program, Bubba. Well, so, that's chance. what I would not do. Um, those five. But, um you know, maybe Kyle Muller starts in AAA and uh, they let some of these, uh, you know, what Drew Rusinski, maybe he's something, yeah. you know. Maybe he's something. That tells you all you need to know. I have maybe no idea what something. to expect. I have no, no idea what to <laughs> expect from him. But hey, in this 24 dra- team draft, maybe I'll take him in, you know, like 800. Yep. Who knows? You're going to have to do something. You're going to get wild. Is the A's just, might be that team. Does this you. guy get. Is this guy getting drafted right now? He's going six thirty. Come on, Bubba. There you go. Hey, that's out of my pay hey, grade. You so could, go get him. You could get 
your guy Drew Rosinski right now, or you can get Nelson Cruz. Yeah, Nelly. Nelly going to the Padres. I'm, I'm intrigued because that lineup is – How about that say? Yeah. Look, it's like you've been doing this for years. Um, Nelly, mm-hmm. Nelly to San Diego. You put him with Machado and Tatis and Soto and Xander. Like this is a a softball lineup, slow pitch song. These dudes are beasts. And yeah. um, still, you know, you got to make contact to make things happen. But I don't think he's gonna be as bad as he was last year. He's got the eye issues. He had the surgery and, and all that stuff. I think yeah, I saw him some work he's been doing in the offseason with Luis Arias. They do it every year. I yeah. saw him hitting in a cage, and again, it's stupid. It's just hitting in a cage. Obviously, guys, but he looked like Nelson Cruz to me. I didn't see a whole lot of craziness. Um, and they, they got him for cheap. He doesn't have to be the guy. I think it's a phenomenal move. Why not take a chance? I, yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Don't you want to believe that the eye issue just solves everything? I Don't you just want to believe myself, yeah. we get one more year of just prime Nelson Cruz? Just like, how is this guy still doing it? Yep. But, all the haters you know, they got, they got, they got Matt Carpenter over there too, right? So, yep. yeah, if they know, platoon Cruz with Matt Carpenter, that'd be priceless, by the way. Yeah. So, like, is he short, short side of the platoon right there? Or they maybe they're planning on Carpenter playing a little bit around the diamond, playing some you weren't first base, first base. You weren't kidding. Nelson Cruz is an ADP of 640. Yeah, so that'll be going up, right, now that he's signed somewhere. Ooh, yeah. So if you want Nelson Cruz and you're drafting right now and it's pick, you know, six-something, take him. Giddy up. Take him right now. Yep, it's happening. Let's talk D-backs. Let's have some fun with the D-backs. Like we mentioned earlier in the show that uh, your your first article with Pitcher List was going over the top prospects for the Arizona Diamondbacks, and that's your team. That's who you got. Like, yeah. you know, Willie's Willie's got style. I'm gonna give him credit because I can't. I, I wish I could rock it the way I used to. Willie does. He rolls in with a starter jacket, Diamondbacks jacket, yeah. like the old school look. Like it was glorious. Like I play on the team. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was beautiful. <laughs> like I'm sitting in the dugout, ready to come yeah. warm up. Let's go, like, lefty. Like Randy, ready. like Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling wore those to win World Series. Yeah. It was glorious. Um, can't take it off me. So he he has uh, the the knowledge behind the team to to definitely dig into these guys and they're it's a great team when it comes to prospects because even i i know the gist of prospects i don't know the depth of prospects but that way i know the dimex have a stack system because what they've done in drafts in recent years like they've really loaded up on the top end of the drafts to take they've advantage been terrible, of terrible so. <laughs> yeah they've been bad enough to we get can, those we, we can be honest here we can be honest here Bubba. you won't hurt my feelings yeah, I'm just saying there's there's a reason people get high draft picks like that that, that happened. But um, you were being nice. You're being nice. They've, take, they've taken advantage of it. And there one of the top go. prospects, if not their top prospects, let's just go straight to the source here. It's Corbin Carroll, and obviously we're going to talk about the roster also currently. But prospects are involved here. And Carroll's he came up last year, and we saw signs of the guy we were hoping he'd be. You know, the power speed source we saw in the minors that everyone was hyped up about. Um, the average kind of got going once he got a little comfortable. It wasn't what you'd expect. But I think that'll improve, obviously. What's your thoughts on Corbin Carroll after his little cup of coffee he had with the boys? And now he's going to come into the opening day, likely as the leadoff center fielder for the D-backs. Yeah, I love Corbin Carroll. You know, I think that the game we're playing fantasy, he's a great tool set for that profile. Uh, I mean, he can impact the game in five different ways, in, in all ways, really, five-category guy. Um, you know, I saw – I was there with the Hobbs in 2021, and he's 
um, playing with them and Julio Rodriguez is on the other side and you can just tell these guys are like, don't belong here. Right. Like their level of game is just so far head and shoulders above the rest of the guys. And they're, I can, I can vividly remember the game as mother's day game and they're just trading blows back and forth. Great play diving, hitting rockets up the middle, stealing bases, triples, homers. Like it was like a heavyweight match. And then he, you know, busts his shoulder pretty much, tears his labrum, and then has to have shoulder surgery. So that put him out all of 2021. So I think that coupled with his stature, you know, he's not the biggest guy. He's under six feet, you know, under 180 pounds. Um, I think that kind of maybe gives him this perception of can he hold up over a full season. And to me, it's like we can't project or predict injuries right we can look at like what the past injuries are and have that as you know a scope of what's happened but I don't think that we can pin him down as like oh he can't get through a full season and I would say he's sneaky strong like to me his build doesn't say like 15 home runs 20 home runs I think he absolutely has that ability and his speed is off the charts I mean 100% sprint speed so you know we could be talking 30 35 bases to me, it's like, why would they not have him just hit leadoff all year and let him be rookie of the year? I think that is the plan. That's the goal. So why would you do anything that takes him out? I've, I've heard some smart people say they're going to rotate a bunch of guys and he's going to get days off. And I just, I, to me, that's hard to see. Like, I'm playing my dog. And he, he checks every box, makeup, athleticism, hard worker, you know, great family, great upbringing. Like, uh, to me, that's a guy who's going to maximize his potential, right? And so I'm I'm signing up for those guys. I, if I could draft a, guy, a team full of those guys, give me them. So. Yeah, I love it because I've, I've been kind of torn on it because I love the talent. I'm always kind of I'm a very cautious drafter, as I tell people many times on the show. He's a great shiny new toy. Um, we saw, like, obviously some promise towards the end of last year when he got kind of comfortable up there at the dish. Yeah. Um, taking biasy aside, is he worth pick 7374 for you? I think so. I mean to yeah. me, like a little bit like we alluded earlier, um, the problem is is the guys going around him. So like the pitchers, that's that pocket of where those pitchers are going. Um, and then you have some power hitters, right? So to me, like, I guess if you prefer Starling Marte over him, I could, you know, you want to go the, the old vet over that. I can see that. But with Carroll, I think you're getting like a 260, 270 average around 20 home runs. And if he's hitting at the top of the lineup, I mean, it's probably 80 to 90 runs and, you know, the RBIs might be 60 or 70, but still I think should be decent. And, Stolen bases, I mean, he could be a monster. So, it, it, you know, what's the – people say it's a cop-out answer to say team build um, dependent. Like, you know, if you – I love Eloy Jimenez, right? So, like, if Eloy and Corbin Carroll are sitting there, uh, that's a tough decision right there. Like, that's probably one of the toughest in the draft. I'm probably going Eloy just because I think he's in for a monster year at DH. And there's, there is, as much as I love Carroll, like you said, take the bias out of it, there is still a downside that, you know, we haven't seen him do it for a full year. So, yep. um, you know, but I think the profile fits there. Like, 
you know, you got Tommy Edmond, Marte, like I mentioned, those guys are going after him. Um, I, I, above I gotta, him. Like, I, I, like, here you I go. Wait. You ready for this? Adolis Garcia. I'll take Adolis. I'm a, I'm a believer. Yeah. I'll um, take Carol. I'll take Carol. Board bet. Sure. Board bet. Done. Pl- Whatever you player name it. Yeah. Player writer. What's the, what's the bet? Oh, just just gentlemen's. Uh, how about, how about higher? Beer, a beer, a beer at uh, FPAS next year. Whoever's higher. Okay, whoever's higher on the player rater. What what's the uh, plate appearance minimum? Five hundred for each, or what? Four fifty. Five five hundred's fine. Yeah, I think they both get there. Yep. Done deal. Board bet. Done. Um, so I got. I got board. Get it, folks. Put it on the board. Put it under a Mindy's brother. Um, <laughs> here's one based on ADP. Carol's around seventy four. Going around about seventy-eight ish. Would you go Carroll yeah. or O'Neill Cruz? Ooh. Obviously, different positions, but we're talking shiny new toys. Let's talk. Yeah. I'll take Carroll. Okay, I like it. I got to get you yeah. and Ryan Venancio at it because he'll go hard on Cruz. So that'd be a fun yeah. conversation between you two. Yeah, yeah, he loves Cruz. Yeah, he's got good no, points. It's yeah. that's what's fun about young players. Like we I, know the talents there. It's when's it gonna click? Are you gonna be there the year it clicks, or is he gonna bury you for another season? I'm cool with risk. like two forty, two fifty from him. But like yeah. I, th- I think you know. But the the lineup. I mean, Arizona's lineup's not great, but Pittsburgh is brutal. Um, especially, yeah, I mean, like if they, they lose Reynolds, if they yeah. lose exactly, if they lose <laughs> Reynolds, like, oh man, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's I close. They, though. I, I bring, love, I love Cruz. I'm a Cruz I, guy. I hope they sign McCutcheon for some nostalgia. Get somebody, get a veteran in that lineup. Do that. Mm-hmm. The position uh, I think a, matters yeah. a little bit, even though exactly. you know there's that there's that whole discussion about you know is there position scarcity? You know, I I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy, but I kind of think there is. Like if 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 there if this is a set, I can only put this guy in this spot. And you tell me this is the list of the guys that go in that spot, and there's 12 guys on this list I like, and there's eight on this list. It's more scarce on this list. I just, I don't, I don't know. To me, I think it matters. It's not, you know, I'm gonna bump this guy all the way up, but I think if you're looking at somebody where, you know, yeah, I think it matters a little bit because that's how you're building your team. You know, if I'm taking a shortstop early. I can't take that shortstop value later unless I want to put it in a MI spot, which if you're in a deep league with sharks, you're going to be shallow somewhere else. For sure. For sure. So a uh, couple other hitting prospects for the D backs that you, you hit on first off shortstop. Yeah. Uh, should be a few, maybe a year, another year or two away. He got up to double A last year based on your wonderful article here, 20 years old. Uh, Jordan Lawler. I know there's a lot of hype around him. He was a, First round pick a couple of years ago because of where they yeah. finished the season before. Um, but uh, all right, that's enough. Your... That's enough. We 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 got that out of the way already. You open you, you opened the door. <laughs> open the door. You, oh you man, saw, let's shut out. Arizona. Let's shut out. <laughs> Don't poke yeah, the bear. So, yeah. So Jordan Lawler, I mean, th- this guy's another dog. I mean, all around ball player, super smooth, like all the defensive actions to stay at shortstop. So I don't think there's anywhere there. Super quick, compact swing. I think he'll be able to adjust. I mean, the dude's 20 years old, and, and you know, he didn't crush double A. He struggled at double A, his short 20-game sample. But I think he starts there, and honestly, I would not be surprised if we see him in September. 
Like it, it, at this point with these guys, it really takes if they success at double A, they're on call up alert. Like yep. I think teams and more and more are showcasing that like we don't need the to Braves. get these guys to face triple A pitching. That it's the the, the difference in double A AA and triple A is close enough that you know some of these guys are gifted enough. Let's get them up there. So to me, I think that they like this. Get their stud prospect up in September. Get his feet wet and hope that he's ready for this next the season after to be rookie of the year. And I think what Arizona would like is Carroll to be that this year and Law to follow that next year and Drew Jones to follow that the following year and to ideally have three rookie of the years because now you get extra picks. Yep, that's big. So I think that's their plan. It won't be for finishing as bad as they did, so that's good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You you hinted at it, though. I'm just going to segue in. You mentioned Drew Jones. Like this is Doug. this was their top pick last year, man. So this is big. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his dad was an absolute dud. So this is Andrew Jones's son, yep. and uh, they say he's got better bat speed and more power and better defensively than Andrew was at this age. So take that for whatever that's worth. He also tore his shoulder last year. So or yeah, last year would be now. Um, but he should be ready for spring training. So he's probably starting, you know, I don't know. Maybe they start him in rookie ball or single A. I think he'll probably touch high A at some point and uh, trying to be on that same path of, I mean, this is a guy, he could he could jump up three three levels easy. Like the talent is just elite. He could just crush pitching and, the team could say we're good with 50 at bats at each level. Unless if you're crushing, let's just, you know, that, that could be the pedigree is off the charts. Um, so yeah, he's going to be in first player draft for dynasty this year. He's my one, one. I love Jackson holiday too. He's awesome. He's not a bad consolation prize, but to me, I'm, I'm betting on, I mean, you got Matt holiday's kid, right? Is Jackson yeah. holiday. So take your pedigree choice. You know, apparently Matt holiday is a hitting guru, right? They talk about people go to him and work on their swing. Bellinger went and did it. So, you know, maybe Holiday is the guy, but to me, maybe that's my little bias, just saying that Drew Jones is for sure going to be the one. But to me, it's just like that's what you look for in a prospect. Like I want that guy on my team. You know what I mean? I love it. I love it. Let's talk about some arms now, and uh, we'll start with your number four on your list. Is it pronounced fat? It's fought. Fought. Okay, thank you. Because I've mm-hmm. I never even heard of this guy until draft season this year, and everyone is like raving about him. So I looked at his pages. I'm like, wow, he crushed it last year, especially in AAA in ten yeah. starts. He was filthy. Like strikeout rates through the roof. Ratios were good. Picked up some yeah. dubs. Um, is Brendan fought for people that were wondering? Um, you what's go. your thoughts on him? Nailed because it. like, there's some people that are really wanting to draft him, and I just don't know what to do with the kid. Yeah, so it's tough, right? Because he's not technically penciled in for a spot right now. Um, so you gotta you gotta project a little bit. Um, and as, as anyone's guess, when the team will decide. I mean, this guy could come out and get spring training innings and be like, you know what, I'm here, right? You know, force a hand and say, I'm in this rotation. To me, like they're adding guys in their rotation, like Zach Davies and B- Mad Bum still. Uh, 
but like, are those guys really going to hold down? Um, you know, if Brandon Fox comes in and deals, uh, he's nasty. Like he's a, he's a command over stuff guy. And now the stuff is up. So now he's kind of got both working and, you know, he control all four quadrants of the zone with the fastball right, ride high with great spin. And it's not elite velocity, but it plays up because of that spin. So I think it should play against big league hitters. Um, but yeah, it's tough. I mean, 383 ADP, you know, you're, you're, you're hoping he comes up pretty quick. I would imagine. Um, and that, and the the other thing is, is his men and max, uh, band is pretty tight with 367 and 410. I'm looking at kind of like the last two and a half weeks of DC. Um, that's only it's, it's nine drafts, but I mean, still, that's that's pretty close. Um, but yeah, right around this range, I mean, you're you're taking your guesses at this point. Like, while the Chuck is here, uh, I guess if you want to do the Mitch Keller thing, you'd be my guest. Um, Michael Walker, I don't know where he's going to be at. Drew Smiley. So, you know, I think it's a fine, I think maybe it's probably a good spot. You know, I like him. He's my favorite out of the three here. Uh, he's not going the highest. Dre Jameson's going higher, uh, who I also like. But I just think if, if we knew that Fott was starting and in the rotation, like he would be going higher, right? Okay. So I think, I think the skills, the skills are there. Um, but I don't blame you if you, you know, that the other thing is that's kind of right around where those bats are starting to dry up. You know what exactly. I mean? So, exactly. so I, I can totally understand if you're like, yo, I'm trying to get, you know, my last bat here or something like that. Um, guy the like a lot around. right there in a big way. Yeah. Like, like Jesus Sanchez is right here and I love yeah. Jesus Sanchez this year. So it's like I'm taking Jesus Sanchez over Fott probably, yeah. um, just because there is there is a risk factor. You know, you got to know what you're buying. So there's there's skills there. I love the skills, but it's just opportunity at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I enjoy what you said though, because like I didn't know much about him, and it literally sounds like a coin toss. Like the skills are there, it just doesn't get the chance. Where yeah. you mentioned Dre Jameson, we saw last year. I was big on Dre. Like in DraftKings, he was like 4K for the first like three starts. I was all in on that because he was nailed. The dude could pepper the strike zone. He was facing the Dodgers yeah. and shutting shit down. Like it was beautiful to see. What do you think we see in 2023? Is it like does it continue? Like to me, he was almost too good. Like he can't sustain that for a whole season. But he did it in the yeah. minors too. The dude's good. The dude's good. So what do you have with Dre? Yeah. So like Dre coming up, I thought he would be a reliever just because of his stature. I thought his stuff is electric. But like, could you imagine that in one inning or even two innings? Like I think that that Filthy. would be. Filthy. That would be really electric, and his slider's nasty, and he's got elite velocity, unlike Fott, um, and he's got a sinker too, working to change up. So he's got an he's got a starter's arsenal. So it's how much can he really stay up? Uh, you know, can he post thirty times in a season? Uh, and I'm not sure if he can. Um, but the stuff, you know, the stuff is also really good. But now we're talking forty spots higher. Yep. So now we're talking even more in like that range of like do you want a bat or like i prefer i prefer kyle bradish more personally uh who's going later and then like if you wanted to go old like alex wood alex wood could bounce yeah. back 
You know what he's yeah. So you, know, you, know, you know who he is, yeah, for sure. But so Jamison for me is tough. I mean, it's the slider. I, I wonder if in longer stints, you know, longer exposure, if we see that command kind of falter and he starts getting hit up a little bit, because you know the elite velocity is quality, but at you know it can still be crushed around the yards. That's where with like Fod, I feel the command is so much better that he can let his stuff play up. Whereas with Jamison, he must at some point start grooving some fastballs and then we, we got a problem. Um, but it's tough. I, I like him. I, I think I don't, I don't want to be too hard on him. Right. Cause we, we saw him dominate pretty much. I mean, what's to say he couldn't be a, you know, sub four, you know, I don't, I don't know how good the whip is. I think, I think that we'll see if the command is legit. He could also, you know, develop, right? So mm-hmm. I know my boy, you know, Frank Stanfy, he's on, you know, he's on Jameson hard. So, yeah, I'm a big fan. Uh, I just don't know if he's going to have the gig, like you said. I don't know if he's got the longevity yeah. to have it, but uh, stuff yeah, like Ross Resource, does, Ross even Resource doesn't, doesn't even have him. And yeah, so like to me, I think he probably will be in that rotation. Um, I think that he in the rotation over Nelson. Uh, yeah, but, that's what I was asking really, about. It's, yeah, it's where he's that's what going. Asking about Ryan Nelson. You know, he, it's weird. Jamison is going around guys that have jobs. You know yeah. what I mean? Like Matt's, even Wisniewski, like I, I think Wisniewski is solid. Yep, for the Cubs. But he doesn't yeah. have a job, he, a spot right now. Uh, but like Clevenger, Wainwright, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez, I mean – so he's going in a spot where it's like they think he's throwing often. Yeah, yeah which so. is a big question. Um, Ryan Nelson's the last one on the list here. He's got an ADP about 440-ish, about almost 55, 60 picks after uh, fought, which is a, a big mm-hmm. jump. And right now, you know, roster resource, not the end all be all. They have him in the rotation. Not as big of a strikeout guy as the first two dudes we mentioned, but uh, seems more of a pitcher, a guy that can eat up innings potentially, potentially. Um, so what's your thoughts on Ryan Nelson, who you have as like your sixth prospect on the list? Yeah. So he, he threw like a fastball, like 70% of the time. And when he was up in the big, so that that's definitely something that like, that's not going to work. Like teams are going to adjust to that. Um, so he does have an arsenal, uh, you know, different offerings off speed that are good. Something I haven't mentioned that I mentioned in the article is Brett Strom, their pitching coach is like famous for working with pitchers command is specifically on their off speed and so he's like it's been written about that he worked a lot with zach gallon and has worked worked with zach gallon to really sharpen up his game so that is kind of like wild card like these guys spend more time with the big league club and spend this you know an off season in the system with the big league club and get a spring you know and it not to say they haven't just be their first spring training because it wouldn't be, but it's it's different when you're in the fold more. You're getting more attention of the pitching coach or you know his associates, whatever. Um, what's interesting is Fott was going right where Nelson was in the beginning of draft season in October, so Fott's moved up and Nelson's just stayed there. So like at four forty, that's that's probably a good spot to throw a dart. Um, I think Nelson has the, you know, he has the ingredients that I think he can pitch big league innings. You can get 100, 120 innings potentially. Uh, it's just really a question how much does Arizona want to let their young guys go, right? Like, do they want to 
you know, they bring in Zach Davies. That's another guy in the fold. But, like, I don't know. Does that guy get cut if he has a bad spring or something? Like, I don't know. Do, do they Maybe just cut him, to they just the, cut him and him ghost him? Or how's that go? Yeah. Oof. Oof. <laughs> On brand right there. On brand. Um, that'll go over some people's heads. But some things yep. are for us. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. So, I like Nelson. I think there could be something there. Yeah, no, we'll see. It's fun. They got the youth movement is coming to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Just hang on a little longer, and uh, it's looking good. And it starts out with guys like uh, Zach Gallon, who's got an ADP Oof. around 74, and he has definitely stepped in as the ace of that staff. Like, there were some questions going into last season, you know, with the potential injury situations. Then Bloomfield and others led the brigade of, hey, you had more innings pitch than anybody in the second half last season. And then uh, Gallon just ca- just carried over in beast mode and uh, just absolutely dominated this, this past year. You know, 182 innings, no concern there. Sub four ERA, strikeouts are great. Really, not a whole lot to worry about with Zach Gallon. So, are you just uh, thinking business as usual heading into 2023? Yeah, so I, I'm in on him. Uh, you know, that it's it's weird with injuries, right? Like how how was your forearm hurt? How do you have dead elbow and now you're all good? Like, does, is that going to pop back up? Um, I tell you what, those 43 innings or 44 innings really saved a lot of uh, fantasy ratios, huh? That just mm-hmm. could you imagine just getting all that goodness? Um, so yeah, I love them. I'm in on them. The one thing is, is a tiebreaker I do bring up sometimes is wins. What? So what team are we looking at? True. So I had a decision. I had it was up to uh, in the 24 team again. It was Christian Javier or Zach Gallen, and I went Javier. Mm-hmm. Because I decided, you know what, like maybe there's there's probably more projected innings for Gallon, but I mean if Javier gets a full workload, I mean he's probably a top ten guy. So I just decided said, you know what, in a twenty four teamer, like give me the hopefully 150, 160 innings. I mean, Javier is so nasty. Um, but not to make it about Javier again. Jeez Louise. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say gracious. it. I'm biting my tongue. I'm biting I know, my I just tongue. Myself, I'm like, did we just get back on Javier? But yeah, I mean, Gallon Gallon's a stud. Uh, you know, he's he's right up there in that group. Um, he's below uh, Castillo and Gosman, and you know, if he's, I, you know, I don't know in, in a 15 team or a 12, do I that same pick between Javier or Gallon? I'm not sure on that, but you know, I think that those guys are probably it's probably right in that band of those guys are pretty equal I mean, yeah, it's, t- it's tough for me because like i have no problem with gallon at all but you know you got freedom and no going right before him i kind of lean those two kind of like yeah. i don't mind gallon but then after but then after him it's like musgrove darvish framber i kind of like those guys over gallon like it just sucks because gallon's so good he's so good but that team context like all those other guys are gonna be on some pretty darn good baseball teams and so it, yeah uh, it makes it tricky but we'll see Musgrove okay, the, is so interesting. I mean, he. Oh yeah. Like Musgrove. Not, you know, elite velocity, and it's you know, I don't know. Sometimes it feels like the second half last this last year. It seemed like he faded, and so I guess that, that I had a little sour taste in my mouth from that. Just, the the end the end result was still pretty darn good. That's all I cared about. Yeah, the games of Joey Musgrove. Um, that's true. Let's talk about the uh, elephant in the Arizona locker room, and that is Jake McCarthy, who Oof. pretty much like dominated fantasy leagues. People that got him on the waiver wire: eight homers, twenty-three steals, hit two eighty-three, 
in 99 games, one of the best waiver wire ads of the season. I don't know yeah. how sustainable that is, but he's showed speed in the minors, okay average. Uh, what's your thoughts on him? Because everyone's like, you have to pay to play. Pick 120 with Jake McCarthy right now. So are you in or out? Because I do not know what to expect at that early of a draft pick from this guy right now. Yeah, so that's uh, that's everyone's favorite question, right? First pitcher, that's multiple questions about what am I doing with Jake McCarthy? Um, you know, them trading Varsho, to me, looks like he's – gonna get an opportunity to go full run um it sounds like they were floating him around in trade offers and the return wasn't that big um the question is going to be is how much does he hit right uh because what we saw in 21 was a guy who couldn't hit big leaguers batting 200 um so that was the switch made it made a swing change uh came back 280 i mean i think that that's obviously i don't think anyone's going to advise that he's going to hit 280 um but it's hard to see how he doesn't just have full-time playing time, and then why would he not just go crazy on the base pass? You know, the the rate that he's stealing is good bet not to repeat, but – and how real is the power? Um, but I think, I mean, if you're looking at 10, 12 home runs, I think you're probably setting a realistic expectation. Um, but if he's getting full-time playing time, you know, maybe he sits against some lefties, I guess. Um and then we're talking a platoon, which no one wants to hear when you're picking that high. I will say that, you know, if I'm if I'm going the route that I like to build, which is getting steals in multiple places, he's not a guy who like I'm pushing up my board. So he's a guy who, if he falls, I'll consider okay, maybe it's time. But you're talking about one one eighteen, um, one nineteen. I mean, that's a lot of good good players going around right there. Yep. So he's he's not a, he's not really on my board there honestly he is kind of like a like a break glass situation if I've been you just missed like, on you steals. Know what, if I'm just like you know I want Eloy and I want you know Goldie let me let me, let me, let me want, throw this out to you right now let me throw this out yeah. to you right now do you break glass and pick one twenty with um with uh, McCarthy or do you wait to like two ten and two twenty for SGR release. Because um, I mean, you're breaking glass because you need steals. So I wait, you until wait? Two, I wait until 265 and take birdie. There we go. Even even better. Even better. It comes over the top rope with, with it the just might be It might be because of last year, but it's like, man, he was clutch. Like, it, yep. it wasn't all season, but that – It's like a, like a, a month-long stretch. That, you had a moment and so it's like maybe that never happens again but all i know is i'm looking at the box score and i pick off at first pick off at first pick off at first that's not happening this year and there's been some talk about like oh it's not really that blown up like people don't really pick off that much anyways okay people pick off on john birdie (laughs) on the elite distillers they pick off and people and, and I can understand why they think maybe like it's just the middle tier that's gonna rise up in steals, the ones who are that fringe speed that need that drift four inches to successfully get that stolen base. So now their team analytic department will say, Hey, you can go now in these situations. To me, I'm like, if I'm Trey Turner and I'm a burner and you're giving me four more inches and can only pick off three times, I don't care how much you're concerned about me. I'm going. 
I hope Philly bats him lead off. I love Schwarber on base, but let him yes. hit too. Yep. Let Trey get on you. base, get on second base. You want to walk Schwarber, good luck with the rest of the guys. Yep, pretty much. Makes sense. We should manage so, baseball. So I don't, you know, I don't know. I guess we'll see, right? There's a lot of things that people are taking their shots on, and we're gonna find out. That's the fun thing, right? We get, you yep. know, a couple more months, and then six months of, all right, what's gonna happen? But John, John Birdie, I mean, I, I like that you can play him at different positions too. So like in the DC, yep. you know, you can slot him around. He seems like a weapon, and you know, I don't know how. Are we going to compare their hit tools? I don't know if we should really waste a listener. I don't think. I don't think we. Need, I don't think. We, I don't think we need to talk uh, to John Birdie for that long now. <laughs> but uh, but so Carthy though, yeah, I don't know. I think we're passing on him. I'm sorry. Yep. I can't be a homer on every guy. It's kind of where I'm at. It's now he's now he's going to steal 50 bases and look stupid. Yep. This guy doesn't full, know what he's talking about. His own team. He's going to go full Willie Mays Hayes out there. Um, let's go Christian Walker. Going to pick 144. Uh, this is a guy I was in love with two years ago. Yeah, we know how that ended up. Um, this past year just beasted out again like I've always thought he could. And he beasted You're out. back in though, right? A, not as much as I should have been. That was the disappointing mm. part. Um, okay. Like the average wasn't where you'd want to be. But if you're an X-stat believer, and that's a very controversial subject from time to time, I look at guys that have gigantic gaps in their X-stats. That th- Those stand out to me. And um, that's Christian Walker on every category. And he still had the power, still had the ball extremely hard. Like this dude's legit to me. So uh, what do you got on Christian Walker around pick 144? Yeah, I like him. I mean, I think the I think we kind of know and at this point with the profile. Um, you know, you're probably looking at a 250 batting average. I think around 30 home runs is reasonable. You know, I don't think I would I would personally bet we're not gonna see 36 again, but maybe the ball's a little different or something this upcoming year. You know, he did do 36 with the you know, dead end ball or whatever we want to call it. Um, but, you know, the thing is that remains the same. That was true last year coming into draft season. He's going to hit in the middle of that lineup. So I don't I don't think they're taking him out anytime soon. No. Um, you know, maybe they let Paven Smith play a little bit at first, but he to me he's more of a fourth outfielder and splitting DH with Kyle Lewis. Um, so I think Christian Walker is, is going to be that guy. Um, we're talking about – Am I drafting him? You know, personally, I like to have uh, Jose Abreu by that point. Uh, but now, of course, he shot up. I like Hoskins more, those guys before. Um, so I kind of usually always miss Walker. Um, I don't really prioritize him kind of in that range. I like those outfielders and pitchers too. Luis Garcia, um, Lazardo, Lance Lynn, Taylor Ward. Uh, who, who would you take, Chris, uh, CJ Crone or Christian Walker? I'd take Christian Walker. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so some funky with bad. yeah, and the Rockies have a funky like split, like they have a bunch of split weeks or something like that. Um, yeah, makes makes it tricky. Makes it very tricky to platoon. So, so yeah, Rockies. I think I think you know you're looking you if you're if you're setting your expectations at two fifty with you know twenty five to thirty and you know I don't know probably eighty and eight you know, on the, on the short side, then anything on top is kind of gravy, yep. you know? So I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Let's go to the hot corner. Josh Rojas, about ADP at 204. This is a guy like I've always been in love with, you know, the power just hasn't like gotten to where I thought it would be, you know, nine homers last year, 11 the year before, but stole 23 bags last year, 
and he's hit 269, 264 in back-to-back years. Really good OBP skills. Like, I think we're just going to get this guy with decent power and a little bit of speed and great OBP. Like, his strikeout rate dropped to 19% last year, which was outstanding to me. Like, the plate discipline was great. Two questions. How in are we on Josh Rojas, and how concerned are we of Evan Longoria taking playing time from him? Yeah, well, the problem with Josh Rojas is he's terrible defensively. (laughs) So uh, that's tough when I guess you can make the case that he's he's definitely not the prototypical DH, but it's almost like they need to treat him like Luis Arise and just kind of keep him off the field if they can. And they're not going to be able to hide him at second base now with those shift rules. I mean, it's not super different, but – uh, it's tough. It's tough. They definitely signed Longoria to me to play third base. So to, in my mind, that pushes Josh Rojas that he's just going to be playing all over the field, which in DC, that could be awesome. If you yeah, were true. talking about him playing all over the diamond, um, you know, I think he definitely will play some outfield. I think he'll play some second. I think he'll play some third. Uh, he should DH some, I mean, he's, he's a nice speed guy at you know post 200 um i think you know 15 stolen bases is reasonable to expect anything more on that would be nice we just you know extra on top but he's also going around like i would take bryson stott over him Ooh, so, that's your boy though that's your boy right bryson stott is going you know 10 15 picks later um you know, I even like, I still like Dean Segura. You know, I, I like Segura a lot. Yeah. So it's like, you know, Rojas is going ahead of those guys. Josh Young's going, Josh Young going right above him. So I like him too. So it's almost like he's going in a pocket where there's other guys that I like more. So I just don't get Josh Rojas. But, um, you know, multi position eligibility, he'll give you probably, you know, 10 homers so that's not going to be average that'll be below average but you know probably a plus batting average but i think they like him enough that he's gonna play it's just gonna be funky yeah it's not he's not gonna be the third baseman no longo because as long as longo's healthy he's always been able to hit so that's a big yeah it's if he's healthy i I get you but uh he'll be there just enough to be a pain in rojas's rear end uh, let's let's talk Cattell Marte real quick. ADP at two sixteen. I think we're long gone from the years of thirty two home runs, and uh, mm. the speed kind of hasn't been where it was. The average like it was all down last year after hitting three eighteen in twenty twenty one. So what are we thinking with Cattell? He's gonna be this is his, gonna be turning thirty this year. It's actually twenty nine. Um, he's I'm like ten years older to the day almost than him, which is just terrifying to see. <laughs> uh, like I just saw that on the Fangraphs page. I'm like God damn. But um, yeah, Cattell Marte. What used to be, what is now, but you're not paying the premium for him like you used to. I think that's the beautiful thing. You used to have to pay for him. Mm. Now at 214, it's like you can kind of stomach knowing that you're going to get 10 to 15 home runs, and if he gets going, he's got 20-plus upside. He might steal you 10-plus bags. He might steal you five, but he might hit – like there's a lot of mites with Cattell Marte. Yeah. But it's what we've seen from him at least. So what's your thoughts on him at a second-base position that you can get after pick 200? Yeah, I like him. I think he's priced right this year. You know I mean? He's just he's right there with Rojas and like we said, there's a lot of guys going right around there that I also like. Um, but I mean, I think you're looking at a plus batting average. I think he's shown a plus hit tool. Um, really, with him, his injuries. He seems like there's been his hamstrings are messed up, his back's messed up. 
Um, you know, so it's just like, honestly, I passed on him in a gladiator just because it was like, I don't know how much I'm getting. You know, I, w- I would love to think that I'm getting, you know, 550 plate appearances. That's what we got last year. So that's nice. But he's pretty bad last year. So I don't know if we really wanted him even on the field. And that's the thing. Is he going to play through injuries? So if he plays, it's like almost like I, w- I want you to be out and rested rather than play through injuries and take down. Because you know, then you're playing that mind game with, okay, am I still playing this guy? Do I want to sit him and then he has a bust out week and then I just missed three homers? Like, and then you're just eating all those stats when you probably should have cut him if it's a main event. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I think he's more risky than some of these other guys going around here. Um, but yeah, if I don't have my second baseman yet and I don't want to go get Bryson Stock because I've already got too much of him. You know, that's fine. I mean, Whit Merrifield's going ahead of him. I'd rather I'd take Katana Marte over Whit Merrifield for sure. For sure, I'd take him over Jeff McNeil. I think you take him, ooh, you take India, him over Josh Rojas. Yeah, I would take him over Rojas. Uh, India is a good question. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, on that park, I'm on India. That park is so nice. And he he went through a crazy year last year. Do you remember hearing about how, like how he almost lost? Like I think he almost lost his leg or something playing in that um, well they played in the the Wrigleyville the Wrigleyville yep. game or something. Yep. Did you hear about that? They had to like heli- helicopter him out of there or something. That was crazy. So like, go, that's a bit of a traumatic year. So i don't know if i'm yeah. taking him over india but i think he should he should probably be up you know 20 spots yeah I, i'm with you i'm where um a couple more guys i want to hit on here lordis guriel came over in the dalton Barshow trade we'll talk about the other piece of that trade here in a bit but uh lordis guriel it was an interesting season for him it's sad that you know poor went out for dalton Barshow, but um Oof. guriel only five homers and three steals That's last deep. year but he, he hit 291 which is great Struck out the least mm-hmm. amount in his career, percentage-wise. Um, just the power wasn't there. The power wasn't there at all, but he did have a couple injuries that have been kind of let out of the bag since then, one should say, um, that makes me feel a little better, potentially, of a, a bounce back. His, his barrel rate dropped to 3.8. Like He was clearly hurt in the power department Some, by an injury. To me, he's still too young. He's going to be 29 this season to be like, oh, no, he's done. Like We just saw the dude hit 21, 11 in a short season, 20. Like The dude's got pop. I I think that's pretty pretty clear to see. And now you're getting him at 222 where you paid a lot more for him last year. So are you buying back in on Lourdes with Arizona this year? It's a good question. I mean, he's going right around that same group with Cattell and Josh Rojas. So we got a whole decision here. I think I would take Cattell Marte over Lourdes Gurriel. Uh, I listened to the podcast you guys broke down, Bubba and the Bloom. You guys hate Lourdes Gurriel. I uh, heard that. That Bloom, was that uh, was recorded, Bloom, you guys. Bloom, Bloomfield has PTSD of Lourdes Gurriel because <laughs> uh, he was trying to – Lourdes showed up on so many boards throughout last year of like, he should be better, he should be better. Then yeah. He was more mad, I think, that all of a sudden we hear about injuries after the fact. It's like, well, hello. That would have been nice. Right. So, yeah. so it's like I, you almost wonder, like, is he just kind of like that guy? Like he can't hold up through 162 games. Like, I don't know. At some point, I think that these guys show us like they are. And, and whether it's the training or whether it's the way his body's built, um, 
you know, I don't know. Like the batting average is nice. That's a nice boost at, you know, pick 200. And I think then the key question is how much power are we getting? You know, is that power coming back or is he light? If he's light, you might as well just take Andrew Benatendi, right? True. And he's Good going, point. he's going right. He's going right there. So, you know, people say, well, Arizona traded for him, so they're going to play him. Well, is that true? Or did they take him on because it was to work out the money and that helped them get Gabriel Moreno as well? I don't, I don't know. Um, but I just don't think it's a slam dunk that they got him because they really like him and they're going to play him every day. I think they should. I think he's probably penciled to be the left fielder. If it were me, I probably would have left DH open for him and let him be yeah. DH. But um, so yeah, he's he's in that same group, you know. Guys, Sonny Gray, I like Sonny Gray. You know, I like Ben Attendee's nice. If you need batting average, I think he's in for a bounce back. I still like Bryson Stott, not to mention him again. Um, you know, Conforto's the, the there Javier too. Javier and Stott podcast. There you go. You know, but what what's Michael Conforto going to be? I mean, I you know I have no idea. Million dollar um, but question. Gurriel, or Conforto, and I'll say in drafts, I've been leaning Conforto. I don't know yeah. if that's right, but yeah, I, I, I took I, a share of Conforto recently. So yes, a park would have been better, but man, and I can still see that shoulder popping out of place. But like, man, he's a good hitter if he if he's right, and it's been a long time. So it's like, are you? Like you've rested for a while, right? Like, you, are you are you healthy now, Michael? Like, you don't <laughs> need another six year months, off. do you? You know, Ramon Laureano, Ramon Laureano's yeah. there too. Who I also I'm like by him, Brian, also. Yeah, Brian De La Cruz, you know, could be something there. Um, you know, so there's there's still guys around this spot that I don't know if Gurio is going to be on a lot of my rosters. Um, but he that's these are how the you know the pop-up guys or the guys are, oh how did you get him out here and they stay healthy all year and he hits 23 home runs and bats you know 275 and stays in the lineup four hitter whatever like five hitter then that's worth it so i don't know who knows dude <laughs> a couple more i want to ask you about here merrill kelly at 246 uh, this is a guy last year, great season, 200 innings, great mm-hmm. ratios. We've seen two seasons of really good ratios. We've seen two bad seasons of ratios. One thing we've seen forever is he doesn't strike guys out. We know that that's a thing. Um, you are getting him at a decent ADP, like I said, at, at 246. You know, Trevor Rogers is there. If you believe in a bounce back or not, that's a big question. Miles Mikulas, a lot of similarities to me between Mikulas and Kelly. Um, you got Tyon, you got Ivaldi. Um, there's a lot of interesting pitchers right there. So how are you looking yeah. at my, uh, Merrill Kelly this season? Yeah, so I think I like all those guys more than Merrill Kelly. <laughs> um, I had a lot of Merrill Kelly last year. You know, you could get him very inexpensive. But, yeah, now, you know, you're looking at him, like you mentioned, Miles Mikolas, pretty similar. I'll give the team edge to Mikolas and go there. And, um, you know, Merrill Kelly kind of feels like that smoke and mirrors guy. Like people are just waiting for it to blow up, right? He usually um, looks like it's outperforming his XERA and XWIP uh, pretty regularly each year. So, you know, I, 
it's not a great team. And like you said, not a lot of strikeouts. So, like, why wouldn't I take a shot on Eovaldi? Why wouldn't I take a shot on I mean, oh, hey, Ryan Bloomfield, I'll dive in that Trevor Rogers pool. Why not? Hey, why not? We saw it. We saw a little flashback as the, the changeup came back a little bit at the end of the year. I, I saw what I saw. So uh, yeah. I'm even still intrigued. Like, I've been thinking about Hunter Brown recently. And it's like, I think it's so easy for us to just say, well, he's not in the rotation. So I don't know what to do with him. And I think I get that because it's true. We don't know what to do with him. But it's also like, he's a good pitcher. Like, isn't Houston going to use him? And even if he's the Javier this year that Javier used to be, like, there's Javier still had value, right? So if it's coming out of the bullpen or, you know, maybe he's in AAA and doesn't come up till June, like that would, that was probably worst case, right? Or like he gets hurt, obviously. But, you know, it's like, how much do we let this, you know, the first thought of like, oh, he doesn't have a spot take us away from like, oh, well, maybe his value just really will play. Um, it's hard to say, but like, that's a guy who intrigues me more than Mick Kelly. Um, yeah i don't blame you merrill kelly's yeah. blah we know who merrill kelly is like he yeah. can be a great ratio asset for you two out of four seasons or not strike guys out what are you gonna get it's uh the ceiling's really not there for merrill kelly so like i'll take i'll take strom in 30 picks later yeah that's not you know? a bad choice as well not a bad choice as well so i'll take under brown and then i'll take stroman there you go the table the gauntlet has been set uh, last one I got for you here on the main roster is Gabriel Moreno came over with the uh, in the Guriel deal for Varsho. Um, he's got an ADP around 230, 240, depends on where you look. He's gone as high as 195 over the last three weeks. Like he's moving up boards quickly. Uh, he looks to be the starter, but they still love um, they still love Kelly behind the dish defensively. So that's an interesting move. So what are you doing with a guy like Gabriel Moreno, who we know the prospect hype's great, but we haven't seen it in a full go yet. Yeah, it's tough. Um, <clears throat> he's a guy I feel like, you know, they big, big piece. Varsho was loved by the D-back community. Um, great player, flashy defensive, hits bombs. Love that all-star defense or uh, gold glove defense center field. So I think the reaction maybe or the, the hope was Moreno comes over and he's just the guy every day. Um, starting to think that he starts in AAA. Um, and, and this is another thing I think spring probably tells a tale. So, you know, does he crush spring pitching and forces their hand and says, I'm going to be on this roster. But to me, the only way he's on the roster is if he's the primary catcher. Like, I don't see that. him. I don't see him the number two and just playing once or twice a day to spell Kelly. And I guess he could play some DH. Um, to me, the hit tool looks legit. Like he, it looks like he's going to be a plus batting average from the catcher position. So that's super interesting at that rate. But it looks like it might be like little to no power. Um, but we're also talking about, what, a 23-year-old? So, you know, they were just talking about the other day, like uh, Jose Ramirez, you know, went from like 11 home runs to 29. So not to say that that's going to happen, but like as these guys mature, they can make it an adjustment and a sink if this guy's hit tool is pretty quality maybe he can take some you know a little bit of fresh from that changes on launch angle a little bit and get to some power um so i don't know the playing time is a question for sure and then we're also talking about a skills question as well about what really is his profile 
Um, James Anderson, I think, mentioned like a, a Keybert Ruiz is what we might get like this first year where it was like it's just really empty. And so, you know, I don't know if that's your flavor. I mean, he's going around all those outfielders that we had just mentioned that like at that point, I think around 200, like I'm trying to get my fourth and fifth outfielder if I don't already have them. Cause like at that point it's going. So at that point, I'm not looking for him there. Like there's, there's other C2s that I like later on that I just think fit the puzzle piece better um, than taking a shot on him where we don't know what the opportunity is going to be like. Makes sense to me. I I, I could see that. So I've I've been kind of avoiding them because I don't know exactly. There's too many question marks at that point right now. There's other catchers I like. So it's been kind of tricky. There's a lot more Diamondbacks. I know. That's why I'm kind of skipping out on it. Um, There's a (laughs) lot more Diamondbacks talk we could go through here, but those are some deep, deep league stuff potentially. I have one more Diamondback question for you, though. Um, Let's go. Who's closing this damn thing? (laughs) I don't think they know. Roster Resource doesn't know. I think, you know, it's up in the air. Do you do you try to see if Mark Melanson has anything left in the tank to try to squeeze a low level prospect for him? Like I don't know if that's worth it. They got Kevin uh Ginkle here listed. I mean, he he could be something, you know, no no real experiences. So that's gonna be up in the air. Do they wanna keep his arbitration down? I'm not sure about that. Um, Joe Antiply, I think lefty probably better served in a setup role. So I don't really see they have him listed as one of the closers. I don't really see him getting spots, but maybe he's the the lefty committee guy. Um, and then I seen that they signed Miguel Castro. So like, is Miguel Castro going to be nasty in the ninth inning? Like, I think oh, that is no. the move. Like. Let that dude just come out in the ninth inning, the lights all flashing and everything. Do your own thing. You know, get the get the rattlesnake hiss and the get that That going. And you just see that blue glove come out because he just I'm not gonna change my glove. Let's do it. Huh? Oh, there you go. You you figured it out. You figured it out. By the way, that (laughs) rattlesnake hiss. I went to a weekend series there against the Giants. My God. I'm saying, I'm saying, man. Uh, So, you know, I I think it's anyone's guess. I was looking at, like, the free agents available. I mean, I guess there's still some guys out there. Like, I don't see Aroldis Chapman going there. But, like, maybe they take a shot on, like, Will Harris or something like that. Like, Will Harris used to be there, so maybe it's a buyback. Corey Knable, maybe. Like, he's out there. Um, Brad Hand, please no. Um, you know, it's like, is Michael Fulmer still out there? Like Chad Green, he's hurt, but like he's a free agent. So like, there's guys like, but do I think that they're gonna sign someone? Like, I'm not sure. Alex Reyes, like, there's some interesting dudes, but they would yeah, just add right. into that mix. So I think it's probably just a committee, unless again we get to spring and. My boy Castro is doing his thing. Oh, and man. I, I, hope, I hope he does it just for you. I hope he does it just for you. It'll be absolutely you know, glorious. The, the podcast, there's always one guy that pops up that's like, okay, now apparently I'm that. That's my You're guy. You're the Miguel and Castro guy. That's who you Miguel are. Miguel Castro saves in Arizona. Yep. Come on, plant my flag. Let's go. Yep. We're going to clip it. Um, we got a couple listener questions for you, though, from Twitter and from the chat here. Uh, Jimmy D from the YouTube chat asks, 
are you into Spencer Steer this year, projected to play third base for the Reds? You know, it's interesting with Steer because I would say no, because I don't think the bat is good enough. But I just wonder, maybe does the park help it enough to like? And there's, you know, he plays enough positions. They traded for him, whether that matters or not. Like, I just wonder, maybe the park props up the poor hit tool and like allows him to play. But if you're gonna give me, if you're gonna make me get answer, I would say no. I'm not in on Spencer Steer. Um, Dave Swan from the previous time we tried to record asked, um, will Corbin Carroll end the season as a top 20 outfielder? Yes. I like it. I like it. Staying true to form. Um, you had a fun one. You even asked a question on that one. Um, funny dynasty discussion going on in the group chat. Who's your pick for uh, fancy baseball dynasty, uh, Bobby Witt or Fernando Tatis? Oh, you're making me ask this, answer my own question. Yeah, so um, I pick Wit. I pick Wit. You said Dynasty, or, or? Yeah, it's, it's it's for Dynasty. I take Wit. Nah, give me Tatis. Yeah, Tatis the beast. I just I'm worried about that wrist for that long. So, but yeah, yeah. It's a tough one. I mean, we're gonna see, right? He's cleared. Mm-hmm. For activities, so I, I put out a tweet. I said first round, first round confirmed lock. Yeah, it's true, dude. He's a he's a crazy talent, and I'm so with you on the wrist and like also the back, and also uh, there's something else, the shoulder. Um, yeah, <laughs> and the motorcycle stuff. Okay, there's there's a lot going also, on there. It's also like he's really young, right? And so like at some point, like. I don't know. I'm not going to get into his head, but I would think at some point enough enough, right? Enough yeah, you, is like, okay, so. like I've, I've had my fun. Like I've been embarrassed, like really bad. I huge could signed a huge contract with this team, made a huge commitment and didn't keep up my bargain. I mean, this is all the stuff the people in his corner are telling him. Right. So like whether yeah. it hits or not, you know, but it's like the talent is still crazy good. Oh, that agree. like, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's tough though. Wit and Tatis, I can see the argument for each because hundred percent. You know, yeah, yeah. It yeah, is definitely tough. an argument for both sides. And you know, you got Bish- or, uh, Wit, who's going to be like a shortstop or a third base most of his career, which will be cool. You got Tatis, who's going to probably lose shortstop. He's going to be outfield only, which depends on the size of your league. Could be cool too. Uh, it's, it's an interesting move for sure. Um, yeah, at the, the, those stolen bases from third base are yeah, pretty nice. That's pretty, pretty but nice. It, the, the question for me is the counting stats and the average. What does that look like? Yeah, so he those, might score those a bunch are, of runs, but yeah, yeah, those are true. my separators. Like with Tatis, if we're you know putting you're up getting. against each other, it's gonna be the only question with him is, is he on the field healthy? Because we've seen what it can do. I mean, did, I mean, oh my God! I can't believe you got me thinking. What if he comes back and his wrist is all messed up and hey, he can't? I said on the show last night, saw. I'm taking him. I'm taking him at pick twenty. Like I'm in at that ADP. Yeah, he ain't gonna be there anymore. No, he now. won't. He won't now. But it's fun while it lasted. Um, so are you taking him in the first round? That's the question. It's a million dollar question. I hope to find out one of these days. I don't Lachette know yet. Or Tatis.
Okay, this is the this is the lazy answer in an overall competition. Give me Tatis. Yeah, because like I could, that's where I see him slipping up. I see him back into the um, first. Obviously, once we get into spring and if he's balling, then like. Yep. But it, so with the suspension, can he play in spring? Yes, he can play in spring, and then he misses okay. the first twenty games of the season. Yeah. So like, but even now, like I can see, I can see him coming probably right up to that Alvarez and. Vlad, maybe even yeah. jumping him. He might even jump Soto up to up to nine. That's bonkers. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. He's he's an elite talent for sure. But I mean, how, you can't have more question marks than that. I think he's got to be number one in terms of like what what's the whole picture here. Yep, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, two more questions at John Russell two fifteen ask. What does Tyler O'Neill do this year? Talk about a fall from grace last season with 14 homers and 14 steals, which we'd usually like, but not where you mm-hmm. had to draft him at. But yeah. uh, projection, projections like him to bounce back to you know 26 and 14 with 243, which isn't too bad when you look at uh, a guy with an ADP of 108. A lot more you know doable ADP. So how, what are you thinking of Tyler O'Neill? Better than the better than the third round last year yep 100 percent. yeah never pay for um, last year's success folks we teach you that all the time mark marcus Simeon's one of the few that have proved us wrong in recent years there you go uh but yeah i like tyler o'neill um i think he's a special talent you know he's a it's a special blend of power and speed that you don't get from a lot of people you know it's kind of weird it's uh you know not exact but it's almost like um Adolis and O'Neill just swap places from last year. Yep, that's a good uh, point. Good point. Obviously, Adolis fell down the draft board a lot um, and gave more value. But yeah, at a pick one hundred, I mean, I think that's pretty that's pretty nice. You're probably looking like you said. I think that projection is is pretty solid. Uh, there's a report that they asked him to adjust his workout regimen so not to come in as bulky and to stay more flexible throughout the season. Whether that happens, whether you buy it, um, that's up to you, but it's at least out there. So, yeah. um, you know, you would think that his objective is to stay on the field and be valuable. Um you know, I'm kind of not like I'm hoping for an injury at all, but like Jordan Walker is knocking on the door. So, like, yeah. I think that he's maybe like an he's a bit of an insurance case of where if O'Neill can't make it through the whole season, that could be an avenue where we see Jordan Walker, if, if not have already seen him, which I hope is possible. Um, sure. So, yeah, you know, 25 homers, 15 steals. You know, batting average is going to be a little bit of a drain if it's, you know, around 245 is the average. But, you know, maybe that plays. So, yeah, I like him. You know, he's going in that that range of some really nice pitchers, Cortez, Severino, Hunter Green, Logan Gilbert. I like a lot of those dudes. So yep. that's usually where I'm looking in that range. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a nice profile. Him and Seiya Suzuki right there. Yeah, I'm usually looking pitching there for sure. So if I have to go to hitting, I don't mind him there. But I usually have my yeah. power and speed hopefully kind of taken care of by then. But uh, you never know. Not I mean, a bad if spot. You, if you, yeah, if you could pop 30 home runs from him at that spot, I mean, that's Which is pretty very nice. doable. 
Very, very doable. Yeah. Like he could do a 30 20 and you wouldn't be shocked. You'd be like, yeah, okay. We kind of saw something like that at one point in time, but uh, that'd be tremendous. Tremendous. Yeah. Last question I got for you here is from Joe G. Um, late sleeper outfielder in a mixed roto. So let's say after, I'm going to go after 200 or 250 ADP. What do you want to go after? Yeah. So I, I looked at uh, Ruiz, who we mentioned, and so he's 250. Um, so I just started looking after. <clears throat> he said my favorite. Is that what he asked yeah. for? Or like, yeah, give, you can give like one or two if you want. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll give a couple and, uh, you know, you can just decide which one's your favorite. So let me, I'm going to just run, run through it a little bit and point out some guys. So Randall Gritchick's kind of interesting to me just because I think the power is still really elite. And that combination in Coors Field helps his batting average and kind of, it's almost like it makes him a more complete player. Um, so I'm not, you know, he's not my favorite. I'll just say that, but Jordan Walker's on there. Who's obviously a favorite of mine. I just think that's an elite talent that smart organization, like the Cardinals, they're trying to win a really good spring. Maybe that doesn't get him on the roster, but I think it gets him on the radar. And so I'm hoping that he's up soon. Um, Will Myers, I think is interesting in in Cincinnati. Yeah, I think I think that that's an interesting pick. Um, Christopher Morell is pretty interesting. Uh, power speed there. blend late. Yeah, Nick Gordon I like. Power speed blend again. Lane Thomas I think I don't really honestly like, but I think he's just going to play a ton. So, yeah, I, I honestly – a lot of my game is boring – played appearances and innings, and I'm just trying to stack as much as possible. Um, Brandon Marsh, I think he's in. he could be in for a big year. He's a big target of mine. I want to be back in on Jorge Soler just because of that power is special, but back injuries are just different, man. I don't, I don't know. I think, I think that's a guy I'm okay missing out on. Jake Fraley, though, he's interesting. Um, more than the 300s now. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Manny Margot, he was having a great year before he got hurt last year. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I'm in, I'm in on that. Uh, well, Michael Brantley just going to come back and hit 300 yeah. again just for fun. That's such a great just, like, build your build your bag and average backup pick so late. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, mean, I, I don't know what to do. This guy's interesting to me at 357, Oscar Colas. I want to yeah. think that – he could be dynamic, but that's another guy we're betting on. Um, I, mean, I don't know where, like I mentioned before, Jesus Sanchez at 390. He might be my favorite post 350. Um, and he's still available in that draft. So hopefully people don't listen. It'll be all good. Uh, you mean you, uh, yeah. You don't like, you don't like Joey Gallo? No, nah, I'm not a Joey Gallo guy. So it's interesting <laughs> with the twins, right? Because like they kind of have. Like they have Trevor Larnick there already. Yep, they so already have a like, guy that does what Joey Gallo does, minus like then, potential forty-five. Yeah, yeah, and then they have like Alex Carroll too, where it's like, I mean, those guys, their hitting profiles aren't the same, but they're that similar, like semi-corner outfielder, semi-first base, probably should be DH. So it's like I don't, I don't like they need to trade Kepler. Honestly, yep. I think they do. Um, and then Gallo's going to be out there in right field, I would think. Um, how this about Sal Frelick? 
at a four thirty four. If he gets the call, it's a very nice pick. So you're not paying the premium, thank goodness, because Garrett Mitchell's getting the premium up there, which I think is a very interesting pick. Also, he's got power speed. Frelick's good. You got Joey Weimer even later. Like I, I have a, one of those two guys is going to get a good shot, a good run. I just yeah. it looks like Frelick will get the first shot, but Weimer. Yeah, they're both studs. So I, mean, I just don't Frelick's draft those. Guys. Tool, I just don't draft those yeah. guys. That's my thing. So well, I'll give you a guy. Would you like the guys who have playing time opportunity? Clear. Yeah, that's why I try I'll to give go. Give you guy then. KC outfielder. Michael Taylor. No. No, because I, I dropped Michael Taylor. Ever? Are you going Edward Olivares? No, Drew Waters. Oh, I was looking at him in my last draft. He didn't get drafted. I kept staring at him and staring at him and staring at him. Yeah, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I've heard people shout out, shout out Sam Worshing. He told me Will is going to be legit. We'll see. Yeah, yeah I've, I've he heard needs, the Drew Waters. Yeah, yeah, I like Drew Waters. Value. 440. There, there you go. Yeah. Not bad. How Not about bad Kyle Gibson still going 462? That I keep, guy I is... keep drafting him, dude. I keep drafting him. He's going pitch every fifth day in a pitcher's ballpark now. Yeah, I'm with you. But the problem is, is Matt Brash goes four picks later. And I yeah. love Matt Brash. Like a couple outfielders I keep looking at, if you want to take gambles like super late, Kyle Stowers of Baltimore, he's getting shots. Yeah. And Nolan, Nolan Jones that went to Colorado, I like him there. And James Outman of the Dodgers. Those three See, like guys that great, great segue. Like, what's going to happen in LA? They got Miguel Rojas now. Yeah, so like it murky's the water for sure. So, like, you figure Muncie's got like, do they trust Muncie at second base or third base? They should like. Well, right, but Lux, Lux at second, but Lux at second, but Muncie at third, and Util Taylor. Yeah, what about Vargas? They don't like him. Remember, we established that. Yes, because he's starting in triple A. Potentially. What I don't like is, is the report. And so to me, this is where you can take something from a report. Okay. Why is he working out at left field and second base? Like, have, are you trying to find what, third? <laughs> well, it's like pick a position that he's going to play and let him just play that and let his bat play. Like, are you trying to make him into a utility player? Like that's what, that's what I don't understand. I don't think they understand it to tell you the truth. Yeah. So like to me, like, I guess maybe he's going to play left field. Like I think, I think Thompson and Outman is a platoon of the outfield. Yeah. But there's also something that's viable. I was also talking with Lucas today. Shout out Lucas again. And and he's saying that Outman's fan tracks, like uh, defensive grade is below average in center. So it's also like, is he really going to be in center? So maybe Trace does just play full time. Or maybe it's Trace and, and Taylor, Taylor in center. I don't I don't know. Or Gavin Lux. Maybe they put Gavin Lux in center. Because do they like Gavin Lux at shortstop? That's my question. Now that, now they have Miguel Rojas at shortstop. So you put, do you put Lux at second or center field? And if you put him at second, that means you put Muncie to third. If you put him in center field, then you can put Muncie at second, put Vargas to third. Um, a lot of moving pieces. Again, spring training could give you a sign on these things. But uh, and so you know, these do you knock two- these guys down then? Uh, most of these guys I'm only taking in DCs, anyways. So I'm not too Ooh. worried because we, we we've seen with the Dodgers, these guys will all get their run at some point. Like Trace Thompson, I would take him still because we saw when. He's playing. He's very viable. 
mm-hmm. think Altman will have his chances. Vargas will get run at some point because that bat's too good to keep quiet. You I'm not a Lux so. believer for the price tag. Um, I'm all in on Muncie again this year. Chris Taylor is a tough one because he, he should get enough playing time in a utility role. And if he does, he's going to be productive yeah. again. So he it's was like, beat up last year. Exactly. So I don't knock these guys yeah. down too much, really, because kind of yeah. I'm not expecting the guys late. Like we're talking about the Thompsons, the Outmans. I don't expect them to be starters yeah. that often anyway. So I'm not too worried about it. But like you weren't touching Lux, it no, sounds like. Not a as chance. it was. But yeah. Wasn't it, touching him last year, not touching him this year until he can prove to me <laughs> he deserves like to be able to hit for some power and play every day. Yeah, he's hurting you in power. Yeah. yeah. He, there's too and much in like other it, positions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, he seems like he seems like he could be, you know, if he could get back to being, you know, I mean, I don't know. He hit 300 back in 2019. I mean, That's that cute. was great. That was great. I mean, he hit 276 last year, but he had the power. I mean, he hit 24. He shot out the bouncy ball for him, huh? Yep. 24 time. homers in 19. And, and <laughs> he, just, hasn't just even to, t- <laughs> he hit 300 in 2019 in AAA. He hasn't uh, in the bigs, 240, 175, uh, 242, 276 last year. So, yeah, yeah. it's uh, – he hasn't it hasn't come through and he at least barreled the ball six percent of the time last year with a sub forty percent hard hit rate and his max EV was one oh eight. He hasn't even cracked one ten yet in his career. So yeah. I don't know. I'm just I'm a skeptic. I you gotta prove it to me, kid. You had such hype like prospect hype with you. You've had four seasons now to do it, and I still have not seen it. Um <laughs> he is only twenty four, he'll be twenty five this year, so he's super young. I'll be the first to acknowledge people can't like like Venancio and those guys talked about, they are young. Like I'm a big Joe Adele fan. I'm not drafting them this year, but I still believe there's something there. I'm like Jared Clinic, I still think there's something there. Like prove it. Um, so maybe Lux eventually does. I just don't see it because even throughout the minors, the dude wasn't crushing home runs. Like Double A and Triple A hit 26 in 2019. Other than that, he never hit more than 20 in a season, ever. So I just haven't seen it to fall in love yeah. with it. Basically, yeah, but, he is 25, so you he's know, young. Maybe. Coming. But yeah, no, I hear you. He he hasn't been uh, on my draft board much. You got to pay the Dodger tax. I ain't paying the Dodger tax. Yeah, true, man. Yeah, it's two twenty six. It's not as bad as it used to be, but that's still too rich for what I think you're getting with him. So prove me wrong. Yeah. That's fine. Prove me wrong. I'll go. I'll sink with that ship. Yeah, could take Josh Rojas instead. <sighs> could tell Marte. Marte, that's the right answer. Get to Marte. Yeah, we, we, we go that direct. Well, all right. Circle. Yeah, that's how we do things around here. But uh, we're going to wrap it up there, Will. It's been awesome. Yeah. Been uh, a lot of good stuff here. I could literally keep this. Feels like Arizona. I can just keep talking to you and talking to you and talking to you and talking right. to you. Yeah. We, we could have a, a blast with this. This is literally like if people want to go behind the curtains, which it's not really that secretive. Like, most of the presentations in the main room, Will and I were sitting in the back tables at some point in time, just kind of like BSing about something else going on, watching the presentation. Man. So, yeah. No, you were cracking a... jokes through the presentations and trying to make me laugh and make me look bad to these people that I'm trying to listen and be respectful to. And they're like, "What's this guy think so funny?" And no, I'm like, the, "This uh... guy, this guy won't stop cracking jokes. Like, what? Ask about Fernando Tatis." Oh, that was during a different thing, but yes. <laughs> that was legendary. You which, were feeling great. Speaking of which, keep an eye on the bad X drops on Thursday. 
boom, bad X plug Derek Cardi. I'll send you the check. (laughs) We're here. And on that note, you guys check. You got anything else you want to plug? You got any work you want to plug or anything? I'm good. I'm good. I'm going to leave it on the high note. We'll leave it on the high note, folks. Oh, man. Well, I think uh, I think Rob D had an episode like 209, so I think I might have eclipsed him. You did. You got him. You got him. It was fun. It was oh, worth no. it. I don't mind. Sorry. Like I told you before the show. Sorry, meatball. Sorry, meatball. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind it. If we're having fun conversations, I don't care where it goes. Yeah. It's no worries to oh, me. That's my guy. Yeah. Yeah. The meatball is a, is a fun one. A fun one indeed. Yeah. But... um Make sure you guys check out Will on the old Twitter there at W Garofalo, G-A-R-O-F-A-L-O-2, uh, and at pitcherlist.com. He's got the A's yeah, coming up, folks. Be ready. Be ready for the A's. Don't get too excited. Check out, check out his Diamondbacks work. Check out his other podcast appearances that he'll be on or has been on. The dude's a rock star. You're going to hear about him a lot this year. I guarantee it. He's coming out, and he's going to take it by storm, and hopefully he's not in the draft near you. But Will... Thanks for joining me, my friend. Bubba, I appreciate you as always. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. No problem. This is Bench with Bubba, Absolute episode stud. 536 with Will Garofalo. Man, shout out, Bubba. <laughs> Catch you guys next time. <laughs>